At JCPenney, we know you miss us, and we miss you. So, what if we said we had a store that's open all day, every day? We do. It's JCP.com or the JCPenney app. Need a swimsuit? We've got them. Something new and cute for summer? Look no further. Exclusive JCPenney brands plus your favorite national brands? Yes and yes. Check our site for the latest coupons. And when you spend $49 or more, standard shipping is free. JCPenney. Exclusions apply. See JCP.com for details. Dave, David, and Connor, Dave Stevens, David Sterling, Sterling, Connor Ennis, I'm Tony Pervenanzi, we are coming to you today from David's uh, deck. It's good to see you guys again. Yeah, yeah we're back together again. We were just talking about the last time we did this as a group was uh, early March, March yeah. I think 7th, Connor, you mentioned. Yeah, and, uh, yep. so. it was right after uh, United played against San Jose, I think. That's right. Yeah, yeah. it's been so long that I forgot how to set up the everything with the four microphones <laughs> it's uh it is good to be back uh in person again of course we're not at a brewery yet uh because of the restrictions but now governor uh timmy walls has decided to turn the dial back up again so our next podcast will likely be at a brewery because they're lifting a lot of the restrictions for breweries restaurants and bars so i think we should be able to get in a, a brewery in two weeks yeah, i think so um, we are, of course, drinking local craft beers, and we, well, David went out to our uh, one of our favorite breweries, Blue Wolf, down here in uh, Brooklyn Park, and picked up a bunch of beers for us. Uh, let's start with Connor. What did you get from Blue Wolf? So I got the No Coast APA American Pale Ale. Uh, it is 6.3 ABV, um, and... I've had a bunch of American Pale Ales before, and this one is not like the rest. This one tastes more Belgian than anything else. It's a little bit more of a caramely feeling. Uh, but I, I'm and I'm not usually a Belgian fan, but this one is really good. It's uh, it's a little bit more. Uh, you can you can tell where the pale ale comes from in there. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit more hoppy than most Belgians, but you also get the caramely taste of a Belgian ale. So it's really good. Cool, yeah. David. What'd you get? So I went with the Strawberry Lemonade My Oh My Bach. So it's a My Bach uh, with a Strawberry Lemonade. Um, I think it's uh, quite tasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sounds tasty. And it, it, I could probably do a growler of this. It's, <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, nice. Like on my own, it's yeah. very good. Uh, very light, like most My Bachs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's... Yeah, got a little sweetness to it. It's yeah. good. I went with the uh, Hot Bod Hazy Pale Ale, 5.3%, so not too bad. Um, it is a, well, it's a hazy pale ale. I mean, that's what it is. I, hazy pale ales, to me, are pretty much all the same. Yeah. Tastes good. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, a, it's a quick drinker. You can down some of these in a pretty short time period, so... 
Dave, what'd you get? And I ended up going with the uh, Wolf Cry. And it's, speaking about quick drinkers, this is another one of those. It's their, I don't know, you might call it one of their flagship beers, uh, but what it is, it's a rye ale. Mm-hmm. And so it, it is, it's very light, it's very subtle, but at the same time, the uh, the rye gives it a little bit of a, they call it a twang. Yep. A little bit of an interesting flavor that you wouldn't normally see in your typical typical beers but uh, this one's interesting because and i haven't actually done i've had this before at blue wolf but this is is one of their bases for the infusions that they do there oh yes i know we've been there a couple times and they're really kind of big on doing those beer infusions with extra flavors or beer and so it works well for that and uh, i do say i will say that we are all about local here on this uh, podcast local beers local local brews and uh this is about as local as it can get for where we are recording. Without exactly. getting into specific details, we're, this has to be the closest craft brewery to where we are right now. Yeah, right? it is. I'd say, what, oh, a couple miles? Oh, without a doubt. It, I yeah. mean, as crow flies, it's not even a mile. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, thanks for picking these up, and it's appropriate that we're drinking them here today. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Blue Wolf, um, <clears throat> they have a patio open right now, uh, which is not really a patio. It's more in their parking lot. And it's kind of bring your own chairs. They might have some chairs, but it's kind of bring your own. That's yeah. what a lot of these breweries had to do. They had to kind of look outside the box and kind of do some quick thinking about how they're going to open their patios up. Uh, but now with the restrictions going away, I think these places will be able to have a lot more people in them. And they will be a lot busier, and you will see uh, a lot of these craft breweries kind of pick up uh, from what they were a couple months ago. So. Well, you know, and what's interesting is I picked these beers up literally minutes after they did the press conference, mm-hmm. and um, they had no idea. Blue Wolf had absolutely no idea anything happened. <laughs> and, and so I, I, I said, I asked him, "Well, you know, well, what are you guys going to do now that they're they're opening bars and restaurants up?" He's like, "What?" Oh. And I was like, "Oh yeah." And I had to pull up the article because I was like, "It's." It's completely changing. Yep. Yeah, I mean, wow. the first for indoor now, what is it? The first step is going to be here, here in Minnesota. Yeah, was it 50% yep. indoor? Oh, yeah. I was even yeah. thinking it was a little bit lower. I thought it was 25. Governor okay. Timmy turned his dial up again, didn't That's he? That's right. Yeah. Turned that dial up. Yeah. Uh, and that's uh, good for these small businesses. They, of course they need that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like I said, we'll get back out to a brewery in, hopefully in two weeks and uh, be able to enjoy some beers from there and get back in the swing of things. I'm excited, man. I haven't been oh, yeah. a brewery. I used to go brewery hopping once every couple months or so, and... Uh, we'd go to a different part of the the Twin Cities area, oh, yeah. and I feel like I've been missing out a lot over the past yeah. few months. Yeah, it's oh, been easily. I, I think back and I look over the last three months, and I like you know what do I miss the most? I mean, a lot of it has to do with getting together with people, but as far as activities, yeah. you know, yes, I like dining out occasionally and stuff like that. But I think yeah, I'd say close to the top, if not the top, was the breweries. The something that we do on the weekends either together or with other people, and right. it's mm-hmm. easily the thing I miss probably. Breweries at United Games. Yeah, yeah well, well, there you go. Sporting events sporting without events. touching the obvious. Yeah. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> I thought I was going to go through serious sports withdrawal during yeah. this time. But it yeah. honestly, you know, looking back now, it hasn't been as bad as I thought. And I'm not sure why that is, but it's not, it wasn't as bad as yeah. I thought. Well, I'd actually agree. Think of your job was a sports better, though. You're betting on sports. Oh, oh. right, yeah. yeah. I mean, you talk about withdrawals, those guys are probably going, oh, I need something to go back to, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit. But uh, before we get into anything uh, soccer-related and everything like that, we do need to talk about what happened in this um, state uh, last weekend um, and, uh, well, pretty much all last week. Um, Beginning Labor or Memorial Day. Memorial Day. Yeah. Um, George Floyd was murdered by a police officer. Um, 
and that uh, started a whole bunch of protests and then riots in Minneapolis. Um, so we were, you know, we had curfews in place. We had the National Guard out there. It, it became really a big tipping point for, uh, well, racial equality and the Black Lives Matter movement, not only in Minnesota, but around the country and around the world. Right. Um, and we've seen some great things come out of that, and we've seen some really bad things come out of that. Mm. Um, but uh, on this podcast, we usually don't get into political type of stuff, but I don't think this is really political. This is uh, this is Black Lives Matter, um, and I think all of us are aware of these types of things happen in our country every day, um, and we need to be, as citizens of the United States, we need to be aware of it, and we need to fight against it. Uh, we need to listen. Uh, the big thing they've been talking about is listening to uh, uh, people of color and hear what they're saying about what's going on in this country right. and stand by them and support them and even yep. be involved in some of these things. Um, we did see a lot of protesters uh, who were white yep. at these protests um, that were involved, and, and good for them. Uh, they're they're on the front lines, and they're trying to make a difference. So... Um, it was a tough. It's been a tough. <laughs> it's been a tough week, and to top it all off, this is in the middle of a pandemic right now. So, uh, you know, I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah, you know, we were talking before the podcast of how it's it's been very eye opening. Um, I brought up the fact that we were all pretty young, for the most part, when uh, in 1992, when Rodney King was beaten and the ensuing riots occurred. Um, and, and so it's, we were old enough, though, to at least have an understanding of kind of, of what was going on. But now when we look back today and we look back at what happened on Memorial Day in the last now week and a half, we're, we're fully grown adults. We understand the workings of the world. We, we see what's going on. We've seen what's happened since 1992. We, we've, uh, we, we don't in any way experience this kind of stuff, but... We, we have a bit of a, an idea of these things. And then to see it actually happen in our own backyard to, I mean, I don't know if you guys watched it. Yeah. But I, I watched I, the video and I didn't realize what I was watching until yeah. it happened. And I was, and I mean, I just remember like my gut sank. Yeah. I mean, oh. I, I couldn't even, I, I just couldn't believe the fact that I just watched someone die. I, yeah. I couldn't bring myself to watch it. I just, I, I heard what happened. I, I heard what happened and, uh, he is just, I, it was just, uh, there were no words for me. I couldn't, I just couldn't right. bring myself to watch it. It was, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I kind of felt like, I felt like I had to, um, there was a lot of conversation before I did watch it, but I, I felt like I had to watch it. I mean, yeah. just, uh, I thought it was my part of it. It's just socially responsible thing to do it and is. just see what was happening. And yep. I, I will say, like, this week has been so emotional, or this week and a half now has been so emotionally draining for everyone. And it's just mm-hmm. such a tragic, tragic set of events mm-hmm. and, and what happened. It's just, it's, you, it's undefensible, of course. Um, the, I mean, the one thing I will say is, is I, I'm not happy. Happy is not the right word, but the, the, response that we've seen not only 
in Minneapolis and St. Paul, but across the country and across the world, yep. right, yeah. I mm-hmm. think has been substantial. And I, and again, I'm not sure of my words to use, but I, I almost, I don't know if I should be ashamed, but I can tell you that this week and a half is the most I've thought about social injustice, uh, Black Lives Matter, any of that stuff in my entire life, even yep. like you brought up 1992, but this obviously <clears throat> we were younger. And so I've spent a lot of time thinking about it, um, looking into researching things, getting myself educated like they're talking about doing. And I have mm-hmm. to admit that this, it, th- as tragic as this is, I'm, you know, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, right. and, and I think a lot of people are. Yeah, you know, I, I think it, it's, it's unfortunate that this is the way that we have to do it. Right. But yes. it's, it's opening a lot of opportunity for discussions about how we in the United States have have uh, I used this on social media last week? Um, have been conditioned to just always support policing efforts, always yeah. support, yep. always trust the police, <clears throat> always, always believe in the police are doing what's good. And I think it's opening up some amazing opportunities for us to have discussions about what it means to, uh, what it means to be more just in our criminal justice system mm-hmm. yes um I, you know the the institutional racism that's existed in our country has has been around for really decades and being able to have this opportunity to discuss these things um it's just interesting because so many of us again like i said have been conditioned to just kind of accept the things that they are yeah and it, again it's unfortunate that this had to be the reason that we do it but I mean, you know, we've had how many in the last couple months, few months, I mm-hmm. think. You don't, yeah, you don't just talk about George Floyd. You talk about Ahmaud Arbery and right. um, uh, the, the, her name is escaping me right now. Um, in St. Louis? Yeah. St. Louis? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. She was shot in, a, <clears throat> in her sleeping. Well, and yeah. it, that situation was screwed up, too, because she had dated a guy. And they barged in, and her boyfriend at the time, who wasn't the guy they were looking for in the first right. place, mm-hmm. he pulled out his gun because he thought somebody was breaking into their house. And of course, then the cops shot at him. But again, these—I don't—I don't remember what they call these when they break in your the house. No knock raid. No knock raid. Yeah. No knock raid. Yeah. Those types of things. I mean, those are those are terrible. We've seen yeah. it in Minneapolis. I think there was a story a couple years ago. It was a it was a Hmong family. And the guy was shot there on a no-knock raid, and they were at the wrong place. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is the type of things we're talking about, David, where we've been told to trust the police. Okay. Right. We've been told, hey, the cop says this, then do it. You know? Mm-hmm. And then you look <clears> at these instances and you go, uh, I, don't, I don't trust police officers anymore. Yep. And the other thing with Minneapolis is 94% of their police officers are not, do not live in Minneapolis. They don't know the situation happening in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you have people from outside of that the city coming in and policing that city, they have no like. They're not. They're not from there. They don't know what's going on. Well, it's yeah. not their community. It's not their community. That's exactly the right. They can't get involved because it's not their community. So I think that's one way they're going to start to do things. Is they're going to start saying, "Okay, we want cops living in the city to be cops for that city." Yep. That's what we want to have happen. Um, and so that would be a big change. And I think that we're also seeing 
a lot of places now not allowing the Minneapolis Police Department be part of their security. Uh, the park board, I think, voted to say no more, you know, yeah, cops no there. University, yeah, University of Minnesota. Minnesota uh, University and of Minnesota, First Avenue. Yep. Um, there's a lot of places that have done it. I know the hospitals are uh, leaning that way now too. Yeah, I yeah, and and that just that just tells you that there's going to be places that are like, yep. okay, we're we're done with this shit. Well, we're and, done. and just I mean, just in the last day or two, there's already you know the council members are bringing up you know they're looking at reforms for the you know Minneapolis Police yep. Department and yep. maybe across the board of the state, but. So far, they started locally with Minneapolis. I, as far as I think, there were six different proposals. Yeah, you know, yeah, we don't need to Minneapolis. Detail, but they're actually talking about disbanding the police force, which, which is, I mean, it, I could get into my political beliefs, but I'm not going to. I that's extreme, but it is. There are a lot of people that believe maybe that's what needs to be done. And when you start getting to that point in a conversation, yeah, that's. That tells you that shit has been going on far too long. Yeah. Because it, you have that yeah. uh, <clears throat> you ha- you have that mentality when you talk about disbanding the police force, uh, where you've got the pro and con. Where the pro, nobody trusts the police right now um, mm-hmm. after what happened with George Floyd, and so if you talk about disbanding the police, then like, oh great, we're not uh, we're, we're getting rid of a police force that right now we don't have confidence in. But on the flip side of that. You have the who, who's going to enforce enforce the law. I say that with quotation marks. Um, right. Enforce the law uh, within the cities, though. You have to have a good plan to do that. Though. Yeah, you have to come up with something that's outside of the box type yeah. of thing, where you have different divisions that do it. And I see a lot of people on social media, uh, friends of mine. You know the friend that I'm probably talking about, the one I've, you know. Yeah. Uh, she's saying, well, if you get rid of the police force, and the criminals just come and come rampant and do this. I'm like going, well, they're not just going to get rid of the police force and, you know, have nobody around to right. protect well, you. It's yeah. going to be a different look yeah. to it. Yeah. You, right. you, you know? And this isn't going to happen overnight. No. I mean, we're, we're but the important thing is that we're having these discussions. We weren't having right. these before. Mm-hmm. And, and I, you know, you sit here and you brought it up, David. You, you talked about things like institutional race, racism and systemic racism. Um, it's something that, and, and again, whether I've, I, I don't need to go into my personal feelings, but I, you know, at least it's something that I'm thinking about right. where I, you know, because here we are, you know, call it white privilege and, and because that's what it is. Uh, it's not something that we as a group here had to really think about too much. But yeah, now right. here I am. And I, at least me personally, I've been thinking about it a lot lately and that's, I'm you know, happy and, for and that. Yeah. And it, one of the things that I've, uh, I, I, always go back to is for years now I've been I've been arguing that you know our criminal code is too big we have laws protecting us from our ourselves mm-hmm. and it, we have these these no victim crimes that lead to interactions with police that don't have to happen mm-hmm. yeah. and it people in all these <clears throat> years a lot of people have you know if I interact with people on social media they call me nuts and I'm like but think about it you know Flandre Castillo, he had a burned-out taillight, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. And he was a legal gun owner. He said he had a firearm. He did everything you're supposed to. He still died. You know, you have have somebody like like George who may have, may have passed a, a fake $20 bill. Mm-hmm. That doesn't that doesn't necessarily technically harm anyone. That's yeah. a pretty victimless crime. Yeah. yeah. And it, yet here he is. He's now died. 
Um, you have constant interactions with police regarding like noise violations and and you know failure to yields and uh, you know burned out tail lights and burned out headlights and not using your turn signals and you know uh, then let's get into the discussion of of drug crimes possession can put you in jail mm-hmm. and it's like all of these things are are examples of institutional racism that that exists that have been put in place to protect people from themselves so to speak and really there you can if you look back and you research it you can see no no they were put in place to impact very specific communities mm-hmm. very specific parts of communities and you start seeing oh the drug war that was designed I, I wholeheartedly believe it was designed to go after minorities specifically yes. people of color it was you know we have stuff going all the way back to you could talk about uh, zoning and neighborhoods and mm-hmm. back in the new deal oh, they yep. Yep. they destroyed the rondo neighborhood yes, they did. Um, in st paul and it, it was all and it, part of that was they set up ways in which you can you can create mortgages that block people of color from buying a home mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it, it's like all of these things add up to this institutional racism and it, the enforcement always ends up being the police that's right and it, I'm I'm excited for the fact that we're finally having a discussion. White people are finally having a discussion about how our police force and the way we do things in in this country, law and order. We're all about law and order. Has been geared towards further marginalizing these communities. And yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you, Dave. I've thought a lot about it this this past week it's it's pretty it's sobering it's it's interesting to to have that introspective look at how even though the moment i see a cop i'm like shit you know am i speeding am i doing anything wrong Mm -hmm. i still know 99 percent of the time if i get pulled over you know yeah it's gonna be it it's gonna be it it's gonna be done whatever i i don't have to worry about everything else that could happen you know whenever when i see like a car pulled over with multiple squads behind them Mm -hmm. i immediately think it's probably a person of color because that's just how our police force has become but but wait we're not supposed to be doing racial profiling anymore david come on that's exactly correct we're not supposed we're not supposed to be did we have a big thing about that years ago about racial profiling yes and then all of a sudden it went away yeah, and if you still looked at the stats, you'd find out it's still flipping happening. Yeah, and it, you know the, it, you know I've seen a lot of people even in this past week that have said you know well, a lot of white people get get beaten up, get shot by the police. They, there are a lot of white people that do, but proportionately speaking, it's people of color. I mean, yeah, it, and and we can't allow the conversation to get deflected that way, right? Yeah, unless it's specific to the fact that. Finally, we're getting our heads out of our asses and saying we need to address our policing. And we do have we do have a lot of deflectors, though, especially on social media. Oh yeah, deflect, 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 yeah. deflect. Yeah. This isn't a problem. It isn't a problem. Whatever it was, and it's like no, you you people just you don't want to deal with it. Yeah, right. Exactly. You don't want to look inside and have to yeah. deal with yeah. the things that you actually think and believe. Right. 
And, it, and who does? I mean, honestly, I mean, who wants nobody to do that? does? Nobody wants. Yeah, to it's do that. gonna. It's going to be uncomfortable. Like these yeah. conversations that we have to have, like the mm-hmm. education that we have to have, it's going to be uncomfortable. And that's yes. the response that we've seen worldwide has been just amazing. As just, mm-hmm. I mean, we're it's being talked about. Everybody's talking about it. Or I shouldn't mm-hmm. say everybody, but a lot of people are more, much more so than I've ever seen in my life, or at least I've yeah, ever I experienced. Agree. Yeah. So yeah. I, I mean, if anything comes out of it. Yeah, so, again, it was a bad week, um, and uh, we're all, all of us here are, are, are looking internally and thinking about things that are going to change in, in, in ways that uh, we never thought possible, I think. Yeah, yep. you know? I agree. So, um, let's switch over to soccer. And before we get to soccer, though, uh, well, it is soccer-related, because of what has happened this last week, we have seen a lot of people lose uh, their uh, places of business, uh, lose their jobs, uh, all kinds of stuff because of what they posted on social media. And this deals with soccer because we had a player for, uh, was it the Galaxy? The Galaxy. It was Alexander Katai. He was let go by the Galaxy because of uh, comments his wife made on social media. Yeah. Um, so... We're living now in a society where you, you, I mean, you should have been careful to begin with, you know, and you should you shouldn't put these things out for the public, you know, and your beliefs are your beliefs and whatever you want to do. But remember, you put them on social media and things are going to come back. Well, We've had a couple of cops resign in Minnesota because of things they put. We had a mayor of the mayor of Black Duck, Minnesota, resigned of a comment he made about the protesters in the truck running through the protesters i missed that one yeah and, and in fact yeah. i didn't even realize there was a black duck in minnesota and, yeah yeah and i did not know it, either and <laughs> katai is an interesting case and i mean i don't know obviously none of us know the conversations that the club and, and katai had personally but like it's an interesting case only because you know he didn't make those comments it was his wife Why that made it, those yeah. comments so there's it's a, a one degree at least one degree of separation right. mm-hmm. but the fact is that this is you know what we were just talking about like things like that should not be tolerated in this no. society. And, no. and, and you know, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that, you know, usually, I mean, I, I, I think for the most part, when I married my wife, I had a pretty good grasp on what she believed. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so <clears throat> you would think that he had to have had a reasonable understanding of his wife's opinions on some of these things at least you think um, I would think all of these things yeah and yeah, it, this is the person you're going to spend the rest of your right. life with and you're, so the fact that you're you're associating you're choosing to not only associate but uh, spend literally uh, the rest of your life with them um, to the point that you're probably spending you know 70% of your day every day um it, it maybe, and I, I think this is probably where LA Galaxy is going with it. Is you have to think that there might be some agreement mm-hmm. between the two of them on these subjects. Yeah. Um, I mean that's that's the way I view it. Uh, it's you know, and it, on the other hand, it could be a business decision. I mean, I yeah. guess. You, you'd you'd hope that people don't exist that actually have these opinions, but based on what she put on social media, 
I suppose you could try and argue that it was just a heat of the moment stupid thing to say, but yeah. you're an adult. You know, maybe yeah. if you're 15, 16, okay. Mm-hmm. You just said something stupid, but um, I, I have a feeling that's what L.A. was doing. They're, they're yeah. like, you know what, you, yeah. you married to this person. There's got to be some sort of agreement. Yeah. Can we? Any rational person would have talked about it before they got married. Yeah. 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 And let's flip the script a little bit, go back to locally. Uh, Bob Kroll, who is the, what is he, the head of the police, Minneapolis Police Union... Yes. Federation. He is married to a woman who is re- who is a reporter oh. and newscaster for Channel Four, WCCO. Um, she had to have known when she married this guy that he was the way he is. You think? Um, but they have not let her go yet. Right. And they've got a lot of people saying, "I'm never going to watch your channel again because she's married to Bob Kroll, and 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 that's that." So, I think it all depends on you know what company you work for, whether or not they're going to. You know, go right. after you or not go after you. Yeah, and you know, we could bring up Holy Land Deli. Yeah. Uh, and how the the CEO ended up firing his daughter after numerous racist comments. Um, and then all of a sudden you start finding out that there's more to it. Uh, mm-hmm. He ended up losing his lease yep. in, in the Midtown. Um, and, it, you're, and people were like, well, man, it was his daughter. And then we start finding out his daughter actually referenced in a tweet that uh, this is kind of standard family conversation. <laughs> no. and, and I don't no. remember exactly. She hashtagged something about family, what no. happens in the family or something like yeah. that. Um, and it, all of a sudden it's like, oh, so maybe there's more to it. But, you know, we don't know that entirely. But the, the reality is, yeah, you've got to be careful of what, mm-hmm. you're, what you're saying, what people that you're associated with are saying. Um, yeah, I don't. And I will say that um, before we get into the CBA and what's going on with MLS, you know, MLS soccer, I don't think I've seen a lot of racist stuff coming out of the crowds in MLS. No, and you know, Not they have lot. that, uh, they, they have the active uh, kick, kick racism out of football yeah. kind of thing. Uh, but New York FC has had a few had issues. A few. Well, and but, regardless of you, I know where you're going. Like, I, I was going to say, regardless, Europe. soccer has, football, soccer has always had in Europe. an issue with racism. Europe, it's yeah. terrible in Europe. Yeah. 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 And you know? it, also south of the border, it has yes. a tendency to... Um, but, you know, I think in general, in the United States, it's a, it's a weird anomaly with the U.S. in sports. Yeah. For some reason, we... Can't, I mean, you know, maybe it's the fact that I don't know. I don't I have no idea. I don't want to make that statement after all. Um, it, it's just a weird anomaly. You know, my I my, one of my grandfathers was terribly racist, but he loved to watch the NFL on Sundays. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I was like, this doesn't even make sense. I mean, as no. like an eight year old, yeah, I'm well, like, you do not like black people, but and yet watch. you're watching football. Yeah, and it, it's like. And he, he enjoyed it. I mean, that's that's what he did on Sunday afternoons when he had time away from his farm. And it's like, how 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 do it doesn't make any sense in the U.S. for some reason that stuff doesn't boil over like yeah. it does in but, Europe. And but I don't and know then why that the is. other thing is we shouldn't be ignorant to the issue either. And then we should talk we should talk about it like we're doing. And because yeah. you know uh, C.J. Sapong recently made some comments to uh, Taylor Twelman on his um, on his little. I guess you'd call it show banter. or podcast yeah. banter. Yeah. And, um, you know, he, he called out the MLS is, you know, they have a, a serious lack of diversity 
And, you know, he, sure. he called that a systemic issue. It's one of these things, like, why is that? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it starts, it's rooted in some of these owners and teams. Without you, a doubt. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and so why is why is there such a lack of diversity? Because, you know, there is. Um, so it's it's at least these things are being addressed and being talked about now, yeah. you know. Yeah, we're... Uh we're in, a, we're in a brave new world here, guys. Yeah. Really, it's 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 moving forward here, and it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next couple of months, in the next couple of years, what changes are made, and, and what comes out of this. Hopefully, yep. good things come out of this, without um, a doubt. Yeah, and uh, and I think a lot of that, not to be political, I think a lot of that will go towards what happens on November third this year. Yeah, it might because it you might. have you have a guy in charge of the United States right now who. I don't think he really gives a shit about what's happening in this country in terms of racial stuff. No, I think I he's think so. more interested in, in keeping his Q rating up for his base, and that is something I've never seen. I guess I've never seen a president be as tone deaf to what's going on in this country as he has. Yeah, you know, I think um, he he runs. The- country a lot like his company yeah like a ceo president of a company doesn't necessarily pay a ton of attention to the the little things that are happening inside their company the grand picture really yeah. is what they're more interested in and that's yeah. what he's kind of he's kind of being now with that said our, our system of government is is a bit like that on the federal side where it's more grand picture but um yeah, you know I. Yeah, uh, you know I, again. I, I'm just gonna it's avoid. Political. I, it's yeah. political. I get. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, go, we could go I'm all not, the way down the rabbit hole. I'm not going down the rabbit hole. I mean, so, I, 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 I had my something own, in my head, and I was like, I have yeah, my yeah, own I thoughts on the Trumper. I'm not gonna get uh, into it. Uh, but uh, well, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, it's gonna come down to what's happening on November third. Um, it's a little bit of a sidebar, but when you. Uh, I do have an interesting stat for you guys. Uh, during the Minnesota primary this year, uh, uh, people aged, people in Minnesota aged 18 to 30, only 13% of those people got out and voted during yeah. the during the primary. So I would say, please, for the love of God, get out and oh, vote I think, in, election, right. yeah. in the election. And, and that's interesting. I don't because I don't know what the the stats are historically for primary voting is. But, um, you know, I, I would assume it's significantly less than, you know, general elections. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. primary voting is generally the hardcores. Well, you have to be, like, if you were going to yeah. say get it, you'd have to be a registered, uh, say, Democrat or Republican. It or, depends on the state, on, but, yeah, okay. I mean, it's, but even yeah. even then, it's, the people who vote in primaries are, like, they're active yeah. participants in the system. Yep. I, I mean that's just the way it is. I, um, I feel like I have a feeling we will hit record numbers. Yeah. In, on November third, I certainly hope so. But you're right, Connor. I mean, I think as as a society, I think the more people, the more people from your community, the more people from your state that get out and yeah. vote, mm-hmm. take participation at every level, whether it's primary or general yeah. election. Well, didn't the general election last time when Trump and Hillary ran? Um, uh, what didn't half the country not vote? Wasn't like fifty percent or forty five percent of the country? Oh yeah, it's almost always that. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was one of the. I think it was one of the better ones though I think. yeah it was one of the was better it? ones yeah. but um i mean it, to maybe be a little political here um i i want people to vote but i want people 
to vote their conscience and their principles. Exactly. Don't just go yes. out and vote mm-hmm. because you have a Democrat and a Republican. That's yeah. right. You vote whatever the hell you need to vote. Yes. If that even means a write-in, I I need you to vote what you feel you need to vote. Yes. Exactly. If it's if it's socialist, if it's Green Party, if it's libertarian, if it's I mean if it is Republican or Democrat. Fine, but no, understand what you're voting for. Exactly. Don't just vote because you need to vote and you are picking a lesser of evils. Actually show that people want representation for their mm-hmm. beliefs. Because we have 320 million people, and I think roughly 60% are eligible for vote. Yep. Maybe a little bit higher than that. Mm-hmm. So you're maybe talking about like 200 million voters in this country. Yep. There is no way in hell... That two parties represent two hundred million. People. They don't. Yeah. There's no way. So educate yourselves. Yeah, exactly you, right. When you look at the nominees, because um, it doesn't. Come, you're right. It doesn't just come down to Democrats or Republicans. No, right. And it doesn't. You know, if if uh, and if that's the way you want to go, go for it. Have but, have yeah. your own opinion. It, yeah. it doesn't. It's not just voting. It's making comments on social media. Do right. not just retweet shit because you think it's the right thing. Look into the background. Of yeah. what actually happened before you go retweet stuff. Yeah. Right? And, and this it, is the problem we have in the society and, right well, now. Well, and that's, it's, society, we're so divisive as a society, and a lot of that could be because of the two-party system, but that's sure. why, I mean, I, I personally feel like, you know, you need to vote the candidate, not, you know, right or left or party, yes. or, you know, you need to look at the candidates, you need mm-hmm. to understand, because, you know, if, if you if you were in, the, we'll just, I'll just deal in hypotheticals, if you were in the middle... Maybe you can't associate yourself with one party or the other in a two-party system. Well, that makes things a little more difficult. Right. But that even is more reason to look into what you're saying. You need to exactly. vote your beliefs and look how mm-hmm. look what these you know candidates are. Yeah, right. it's yeah. like understand what you believe because the reality is, uh, you know, especially this past week and a half, it's incredible how much for for someone like myself, I can I can. Uh, relate to someone who is polar opposite political spectrum from yep. me. Mm-hmm. I can say, you know what? Politically speaking, I do not agree with you, but this issue, yes. I, I'm right on board with you. Mm-hmm. Yep. This issue, I'm I'm right on board with you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Policing, I'm on board with you. You know, the fact that black lives do matter, it's not an all lives matter situation. I'm on board with you. Yep. Yep. And it, it it's one of those things where you have to understand what you believe. Yeah. Don't let somebody else tell you what you believe. That's right. Yeah. Understand what you believe and then vote based on that. And I think it's very important that you like it's that you have friends who you don't agree with politically yeah. either because you um because yeah, you can't sure. just, you know, you, there are so many people out there who are set in their ways with what they believe in and um they you can't you can't just argue like on of racial equality and just be oh you're wrong you're wrong you're wrong you have to listen to the other side that's right um so because i have i have friends that are uh that i don't agree with politically they could they could be on the opposite side like i i mean i have my stances on racial equality and gun control and i won't get into a lot of other um Mm -hmm. a, a lot of other topics there but um you know i have my stances and i have friends that who don't believe who don't believe what i believe um, but it's important to listen to the other side. That's what I'm trying to say here. Right. Exactly. Don't don't be sheeple, people. Yeah. Mm. Right. 
All right, let's move on to MLS yes. CBA talk. Yes, okay. let's, let's get, do let's that. get to that. We've done enough politics yes. for the day. So, uh, like MLS. Yeah, yeah, 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, MLS and MLSPA have agreed to a new CBA. Yes. Yeah, and just to just to be clear, and this is something I completely forgot about it because just about probably three months ago, our last podcast, we were talking about how you know they agreed to a new CBA. Well, yes. yeah. what I I went back and realized is they they agreed to a framework, yes. but they never ratified it. Nope. Right. And mm-hmm. so it wasn't done. And yeah. then of course the coronavirus pandemic hit mm-hmm. and kind of threw everything up in the air all over again. Yep. And so. Yeah, that created a whole new set of issues. But so, fortunately, yeah, was it Wednesday they did yes. agree to terms? And so the big thing out of this is it's it sets us the the plan in motion to have our tournament in July. I mean, pretty much now the framework is there. The CBA has been ratified. We can now move forward with plans for the July tournament and what that means. Right. Um, there are concessions that both the owners and the players made. It's funny that a lot of the smaller uh, Smaller city owners were for the players. They wanted to get back on board. But some of the bigger city owners were totally against it. So it was a really weird situation it's, where you had yeah. owners against owners a little bit it, because of where they where their teams are at. Yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting. I think in, in, I think the, and it created some new tension, you know, because we mm-hmm. thought, at least I thought, that a lot and a lot of people did think that every oh happy happy everybody's in agreement players made significant strides with the new CBA back in March and mm-hmm. and it was a lot of people looked at it and said hey it's a kind of a win win if there is such a thing and now yeah. now the feeling is a little less of that and more like well nobody won yeah. and ba- the long and the short of it is essentially the players kind of came together and cuz your MLS is a growing league it's a there but there's a lot of players that you know, aren't maybe in it for the long haul. You got players from South America that maybe look yep. at this as a springboard, which is a good thing for MLS. It's because yep. it's growing MLS because of that. They look at MLS as a desirable league to play in. Right. But you have players from all sorts of different backgrounds, you know, and but they kind of came together, you know, even the players that are making millions of dollars. Because you have players that are making, as of this year, you know, $75,000, right. you know, which right. is very low for a major sport in the United States. Um, but they kind of came together, and what they agreed, basically, the players agreed to take a annualized, I think, 5% pay cut. It's, mm-hmm. It'll be like 75 for the rest of the season. But they won't miss a paycheck. You know, they're taking a relatively small pay cut, but they yep. won't. It's, but in return, they're basically giving up a significant amount of money in the long term. I think the number is uh, like a yeah. hundred million dollar concession over yeah. the, you know, compared to what they had in place in March. Yeah, they're they're basically sacrificing a hundred million dollars. Yep. Over the course of the next, the life of the CBA, basically five years. So they're they're taking some. You know, they they don't have to give up as because earlier, uh, if you guys recall, earlier there was talk by the M- MLS of, of requiring players to take a fifty percent pay cut. Yeah. So if yeah. you think about it in your personal situation, it doesn't whether you're making twenty five grand a year or you're making a hundred grand a year, if you take a fifty percent pay cut, that's changing your life significantly. Mm-hmm. And so it was interesting to see even the bigger salaried players kind of they kind of came together and said okay we're going to protect even the the, the players the on the guy. lower wage yeah. scale yep. and so they agreed to a kind of a, a well five like i said a seven and a half percent for the rest of yeah. the season yep. which yep. is good i mean i think mls i think cooler heads prevailed in that i think they realized that if they have lost this season they had lost everything they had strived for in the past 25 years 
Oh, it would have been a oh, huge yeah. I mean, setback. Um, it's a huge setback. And you look at the other end of the spectrum, you look at MLB and their problems right now and having working the numbers out, you know, millions of dollars here, millions of dollars here. And both sides have taken a very line-in-the-sand situation and said, hey, we're here's where we're at, here's where we're at. We're not budging at all. Right, and, you know, and the, I, I think you kind of alluded to that, uh, alluded to this, is MLB's in a situation they can do that. Yeah. I mean, it, they, they've been around forever. They're gross millions and millions and millions of dollars a year. Yeah. They're in a situation where they can say, you know what, no. If they have to take the season off, they, they could take the season off. Yep. Yep. It's not really going to harm anyone. Yep. Um, I mean, well, let's take that back. The minor leaguers. It probably does, yes. It definitely harms minor leaguers. Yeah, and, and it probably and harms who, the brand a little bit. And you really don't have a good vote. Any, I don't even know well, if minor don't. leaguers have a vote. Well, so, no, yeah. they probably don't. And the other thing about that is, you know, without getting into too much details, you, you look at things like, first of all, everybody's affected by this pandemic and has been. But, like, right. you look at, um, you know, players that are coming out of college or maybe mm-hmm. your prospects that are out of high school this year yep. and now the say the draft was reduced from x number of rounds to it's only to five, five but yeah. significantly less than it was yeah so now you're going to have a huge number of players that would have been signed to like if you were drafted in the sixth round i think in this yeah. slot you're kind of guaranteed essentially guaranteed a signing bonus of in the neighborhood yeah. of three hundred thousand. Something. well like guess what now after round five your undrafted player, that number is twenty thousand. Yep. Right. So it's a significant yep. cut mm-hmm. for a lot of players. Mm-hmm. In, right. And you know. it, and it's it's a situation where again this the league and the players, they're just all greedy. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. I mean, it's really the way it is, and it's saddening because I gave up on MLB back at the strike. I you know, when it their last strike. What year was that? Ninety five. Yeah. Um, I I kind of said, you know what? All right. And I gave up watching it for like four yeah. or five seasons. Yep. And it, so they do have the chance that they can harm themselves. But at yep. the same time, they, they get, make so much money that they, I just don't think they but care. I don't think they see the, the they reality don't. of what they're doing. But think about it from an MLS standpoint is if MLB does not start up, it's MLS. MLS is your summer league. I mean, yes, yep. NBA and NHL are going to their playoffs. But MLS has a chance to take some of those people from MLB well, and right. grab them and come into soccer a little bit. Yeah, I, I'm sure. In there. Yep. MLS brass is probably like, yeah, you guys go right ahead. Yeah. 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 And how many yeah. people watched Korean baseball before the before the pandemic happened? You know, yeah. they, they I, got a I've bunch of one viewers over there. I've, 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 yeah. I've, I've now, granted, a lot of it for me is is having it something on in the background yeah. as I work from sure, home. Yeah. But I've I've had a lot of games on and a lot of Korean yeah. baseball. Yeah. I thought. Well, yeah. The, the the point is there is that you know you can. We're in a unique situation here for viewership to go to MLS, uh, just mm-hmm. like they went to Korean baseball when it came back on the air. Yeah, yeah. We, we have I a agree. we have a big opportunity in MLS. Yeah. But let's talk about what the tournament's going to look like. So, what's what we've kind of heard is that the tournament will be kind of a World Cup type of deal, where we'll have yep. a it's all twenty six teams, right? All uh, teams will be in. Yep, and we'll have group. We'll have a group stage. In that group stage, whatever your point total is in that group stage will count towards the regular season. And then after the group stage, we're going to go into a tournament and like the U.S. Open Cup, pretty much. Yep. And whoever wins that tournament then gets a... A CCL spot. CCL. Well, yeah. it's a... Yeah, CCL spot. You're yeah. right. So just like the U.S. Open right, Cup. Yep. 
Um, so you actually have something to play for, and the loons have something to play for to yep. maybe get back to that final and maybe against Atlanta again and maybe show them that we're better than Atlanta. Well, um, I think we are better than Atlanta right we, now. We yeah. won't be traveling there though this time. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's and but, you know, and of course, this is going to take place in Orlando in yeah. July. Uh, I, I think it's pretty hot down there, hot and humid. Usually, it's yeah. It's going to be interesting how this tournament goes. Well, because, it's, again, we've talked about the loons and how they do in hot weather. Mm-hmm. They are not a good Mm-mm. hot weather team at all. Yeah, no, I'm they haven't been. No. no, so this could be a really bad deal for them, depending and, on. And I think you know, it's interesting. Like, the, I think because the CBA was literally agreed to upon this week on Wednesday I think mm-hmm. it was it, mm-hmm. and as we record this on Saturday I think things are going to ha- come out really kind of fast and furious yeah. here over the next week or two because I think originally as far as the framework I think the the players are now going to report towards the end of end of June yep. like the yep. tw- March or June 24th in that mm-hmm. ballpark and then hopefully the tournament would start a few weeks after that say yeah. July 3rd to 9th now that's a little bit different yeah. than what they were originally talking about earlier because I think they were talking about having the players and teams come down in early June. Yes. And then so it basically what that does, it's a good thing. It shortens the time away from home from, say, a 10-week window to now maybe like six weeks, yep. yeah. which is, yeah. I guess, significant in their case. Yeah. So but we know kind of the framework of how this is going to happen. Uh, we don't know how it's going to work out. I mean, we knew they are all going to be tested regularly. Right. But we don't know how it's going to work out if somebody tests positive do they stop? You can't really stop the team. I think NBA well, came out and said their testing protocol is they test the person. If they test positive, they are then quarantined, and the rest of the team will keep playing. It, I mean, we but, get, there's so many unknowns. Like, yeah. I don't know if you saw, actually, just earlier this week, there was a player in, I think, for FC Dallas, an unnamed player that tested positive for the coronavirus, and mm-hmm. they immediately shut down any kind of training, yeah, whether yeah, it's right. individual or team. Because yeah. that's another thing. Team training just this week um, – they're going to allow teams to come back, re- yep. restart, you know, team-wide training. Yep. And there's a whole we could we could spend an hour going down the laundry list of of conditions. You know, they basically have to submit a plan to the league and how you're going to do it and what you're. But that's going to involve testing and this and that. So yeah, there's a lot of unknowns still, but uh, it's in, moving. It'll be interesting to see what kind of um, uh, pods that the teams get set up into. Yeah. In terms of, is it going to be kind of by your conference? Is it not going to be by your conference? Is it going to be, you know? And I plus, think those you, points are going towards regular season. I think so. we'll be in the same group as Seattle, Atlanta, and LAFC. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. <laughs> I mean, sure. Happen. That's we, that'll be death, a great group. group. Of death. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> that's just how I feel. Like it's it's going to be. It's I I because I don't have a lot of I don't have a lot of faith in MLS brass. I just have a feeling that it's going to be set up in a way that somebody's just going to get shit on. Well, we, oh, yeah. we talked... They're, they're going to be a group, group of death, that's we, t- for sure. we, we talked about it last time where you're going to have, um, like, Seattle's going to be in one yes. in one yeah. group yeah, because yeah, yeah. they won MLS Cup last year, and yep, then yep. you're going to have, you know, the, we talked about it, but the oh, other yeah. teams C, based NYC, on merit. Yeah. 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 yeah, supporter shield, <clears throat> winners, and then go down from there, so... Well, didn't we talk about last time that uh, the matches would be based on who Minnesota missed out there in the beginning of their season, um, who they... The games they missed since the coronavirus. Hit. Well, I think um, that's what we assumed. Yeah, not. I don't that think somehow they I don't would know, do that. I don't know how that can happen though. Yeah, with I don't a, with the, either. Like I don't think that setup. I don't think because it's so ran- the the, the, yeah. the schedule is scheduling is so random that 
sometimes yeah. you play a team one week and then you play the team like three weeks later. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, if it was a balanced schedule like in Europe where you have half, yeah, you play half and then half. That I think you could do that, but yeah, yeah I don't know how. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see how they do it. I, I still am not a fan of it. I think it's dumb. I think they should just play the rest of the season, get it over with. But well, be- because the latest, and we mentioned this last time too. But again, you know, there hasn't been any change in this. The the, the latest talk is that these group stage games will count towards uh, yes, MLS right. regular season standings, and yeah. so then yeah. presumably, when the schedule restarts into a conference heavy schedule, if not conference only schedule. Right. You know, maybe twelve to eighteen games. I think that's still the talk. You know, and you know, I think that'll be interesting because we've already. I mean, the two games we played mm-hmm. have been conference. Yeah, yeah. So, and I don't know if that's. I honestly, I have to admit, I haven't paid attention to what everybody else did, but I don't know if that's what all other teams had been only conference. I, I, don't I think know. for the most part, I could pull up the the table, but I think for the most part that was the case, and I, I don't. So. I don't yeah. know if that was by design or not. I don't. Think I can't say it was by design, but the few matches I'm thinking of that did happen were mostly interconference. Like I mean, that's uh, what I think too. Yeah, Inter Miami played DC United. Uh, although Inter Miami did play LAFC as well. Yeah. yeah um, that's right. Well, I, it, it'll be interesting to see not only through the tournament, but when we come out of the tournament, how they're going to get teams back to their home stadiums and how that's going to work out because right. that's well, their plan. Well, for yeah. here, for here in Minnesota, I mean things. I mean, this we're talking now. We have to we're, we sit here June fifth. It's going to yeah. be at least two months before that happens. So yeah. if let's say the United returned home to play games this week, we already know we could only have a maximum of twenty five percent capacity in yeah. at, at Allianz Field. Well, not even that. It's well, only, no, that's it's what a ma- it's a capped at two fifty. Two fifty. Oh, capped. is yeah. it? Okay, that's so that's twenty five percent. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. So I didn't yeah. have the, the everything. So right, we but. don't even know if a when they come back to their home fields if they'll be able to play in front of fans at all. I know in in Dallas they can. I mean, I would assume based on the fact that. Tim has a dial. Mm-hmm. In two months, it's going to be dialed to some point Where that you? it's outdoor. Open so air. it'll be like, you know, 50%. 40% capacity yeah. max, 10,000 yeah. with screening at the door. You know, it's going to be some crazy thing. Wait, actually, that's yeah. interesting. I was trying to think best case scenario when I said, and I was wrong, I said 25%. I so. Thanks for correcting me, but there it's not out of the possibility, certainly, that, you know, if we if I go to the other side, that that there will be no fans in the stadium, period. Yeah, and for I mean the rest honestly, of the season. That's a possibility. The the reality is what I would do, and I and I think the big thing about big big thing about the way the summer has played out is I was actually talking to my dad about soccer and he hates soccer this morning. I was talking to him. And he asked me about this, and I was like, well, you know, honestly, I think the best thing that they could possibly do is just don't put fans in the stands. Yep. Yep. Put all, like, season ticket holders, all their money goes to next season. That's yep. right. Exactly. And just just say screw the season. Yeah. Yeah. As far as ticket sales. <clears throat> that's right. Yeah. And it and move on from there. Um, and I think that's that would be the most logistically sound thing, yeah. because I think there are going to be too many states that are going to be different. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think Illinois is going to be extremely off cautious. New York's yeah. going to be very cautious. 
Minnesota is probably going down the cautious line. But southern Mid- states are going to be completely yeah, like, I mean, well, like, it, Dallas, like like Texas. Yeah. Like they're saying 25% in stadiums right now. And, like, and Florida okay. is going to be very much whatever okay. the hell you want to yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. And Georgia's kind of going towards that direction. It, it, it's a tough one, too. I mean, I, I, I obviously all of us are hoping for the best, and we hope for – fans in the stands of course i mean that, right. because that would right. be a sign that things are improving and, mm-hmm. and and the situation is much better but uh it's a tough situation because you know don garber came out and said i think this week as well that you know mls is potentially looking at a hundred billion dollar was it billion or million that sounds like a i lot. think it was million a million, hundred million again yeah. okay i was gonna say a hundred billion one million that's a lot dollars of money. That, yeah, but that it is the point is and the the, the reason <clears throat> whatever that number that i threw out there whatever that number is it's a lot of money yeah like you said connor but uh and the the main problem is with mls a lot of you know their re- team's revenue yeah. are ticket sales and game of you know mm-hmm. day of game events and vendors vendors and, and everything like that yeah so yeah they're losing a lot of money by not having those fans in the stands they are but on mm-hmm. the flip side again like we talked about there are so many different variables in different states and then t- in terms of tickets let's say you had a ticket already for a game you know that's upcoming how do you say who can go and who can't go mm-hmm. you yeah. know what i mean how do you how do you make well, that it would, or maybe you would just throwing out ideas. Would it have to be a lottery? Yet? You well, know, I, I think what you, well, I think season what you, ticket holders. I think I, what you <coughs> almost have to do is you have to refund the tickets. Yep. And then put out a new and put out new tickets and say, okay, here's fifty percent. We're giving everybody is is gone. Yeah. Now here's fifty percent. You get to choose your seat at fifty percent. And who knows what these stadiums will do to make fifty percent? Are you going to do every other seat? Are you going to? And then in families, do families stay together? Yeah, yeah. again, it's very are, complicated. Are you going to take yeah. temperatures at the gates? Uh, are you going to do that because right. well, some places are doing that? What? So that involves paying more staff to exactly staff the right. game. Exactly right. Yeah, and it involves uh, buying the the thermometers mm-hmm. to do it. And, yep. Uh, you know, I I just think it, it makes so much more sense to just say screw it all and yep. do empty stadiums the rest of the season. That's I, right. Yeah. You can watch them on TV. Yeah. No, I mean, oh. it's, it's not the same. I love going to United games, but it's, I mean, I, I like watching soccer on TV. Yeah. And they can put sex dolls in the stands. Right. Uh, and just, <coughs> yeah. I got, just to correct myself, I was wrong. It wasn't $100 million, It wasn't $100 billion. It, he, uh, Gar- Garber claims that they could lose $1, $1 billion revenue. Well, and I'm assuming that's, that's, our, that's already happened since March. And going forward, sure. it could yeah. happen. Yeah. So, yeah, so obviously, that's got to be specifically revenue. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Revenue, exactly. Yes. MLS has lost. I think it's yeah. more than that. They're in the um, couple billion as a dollars. league. Yeah. You know, and it, and I would say one thing that makes me want to see fans in the stands is now the last couple nights. Well, not last night, but Thursday and Wednesday. I think it was. Um, I always watch uh, Channel Forty Five because the reruns are fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. And so I watched the 9 o'clock news. And both, I think it was Wednesday and Thursday night, they had like a Minnesota United segment on the sports. Oh. Because there's nothing else to talk about. Oh, nice. And Minnesota, the Loons are at least, you know, practicing and MLS is making plans. And they're actually talking about what's going on. And I was like, this is kind of cool. It is great, yeah. And you're you're not like, let's say we're... We stay in the scenario that we're talking about, like say Major League Baseball does not come back this summer, mm-hmm. um, and MLS does, and yep. everything goes right. You, you, you may not, you may not get 
new I mean well you hope you get new fans but you're going to get you are going to get people that hadn't watched MLS and the Loons to start watching the Loons a little bit more closely and you know any exposure is good exposure that's how you grow the league and you're going to get maybe new fans as a result if Tom was still around he'd probably be watching MLS even though he he hated soccer (laughs) because of his sports to watch on TV he's a sports fan (laughs) exactly right so um, I just saw David brought out a growler here from yeah. Blue Wolf. Mm-hmm. What is this one right here? Yeah, so this is the uh, Juicy Lucy as a Goosey. Yeah, it's like <clears throat> ghost, isn't it? Uh, hazy is it IPA. Oh, yeah, Ooh. I thought it was a hazy IPA. I thought because you, you had mentioned you, you stopped by Blue Wolf yesterday. I thought that might be gone by the time we were Yeah, I thought this. we heard yeah. that it was going to be gone. I, by the time I said I wouldn't have any guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I did not get around to drinking any beer last night, so no whiskey. It was <laughs> whiskey. Yeah. Nice. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So mm-hmm. we got Blue Wolf all over the place in this. Let, let yeah, me work. let me verify that. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure that's okay. While we are while you are verifying that, I will say since I finished the uh, the, yes, the, okay. the the rye ale from Blue Wolf, uh, I I have since opened a beer from Utapils. It's their Scolch. Style and I've had this, you know, for for That's previously good. it used to be called copacetic. In fact, the last yeah. time I had it, it might have been called it was copacetic. copacetic yep. um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 another really easy drinking kind of. It's got a light feel to it, a light taste. It's uh, and I yeah. I had a Castle Danger. I think it was called it's called Summer Crush, which is there. I think it's a just an ale type of thing, mm. um, which is it's Castle Danger. It's fantastic beer. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, yeah, Sorry. this is a hazy IPA, okay. and it's copious. This is how their description goes: copious amounts of citron cascade. And yeah, this is there's a lot of citra in this. Yep. I mean, this is very cool. Six point one percent. You could probably down this pretty well. Nice. There you go. Um, so and of course, this is available for anyone that wants it. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, sweet. Take a yeah. pull off it. Yeah. Once um, I'm done with my no coast, I'll. <laughs> so we'll. Uh, so. MLS is coming back. I mean, we're going to have Yay. soccer here. Yay is right. Yeah. It's a joyous occasion. Yeah. yeah, you guys are actually going to be able to listen to us bitch about soccer. Exactly <laughs> right. Exactly right. Maybe <laughs> as soon as, uh, maybe even less than a month from now, we'll yeah. have our first Yeah, yeah. we'll be able to go there. We'll go to a brewery and talk about soccer for a change. Even Holy if, shit. like, I, oh, I'm, I'm struggling with the ESPN announcer, but, you know, he basically, I think he kind of shares your beliefs, David. He called it basically a glorified preseason, you yes. know, because the problem is you're going to be in Orlando, um, you know, yes, teams have been training individually, and by then they'll be training together. But it's you know you got to go ramp up into game yeah. shape, and now mm-hmm. you're playing yep. in these. Even if they matter, even if they count points in the standing, it's going to be tough. And we already know that you would assume at the very least you'll have up to five substitutions. You know, with FIFA rules or you know so- international right. soccer rules. Yep. But um, could they even go more than five? Especially as these you're getting ramped up into game shape. Could. Maybe MLS will say, hey. You can go even more. Yeah, I mean, considering the climate that they're going to be in, mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine not being game fit and then having to play? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I don't know, every three days in Orlando, who, yeah, yeah, and because it has to be ninety condensed. degree weather every day, humidity. Yeah. It's got to be condensed too. So I, I think it was on Taylor Twelman's uh, banter program that I saw yesterday, or it wasn't. It didn't air yesterday, but I watched it yesterday. You know, they brought up the fact. Well, hey, I think it was actually a head coach. 
uh, his name is losing me right now, but he brought up the fact, well, maybe, yeah, maybe it has to be more because of those issues mm. in the climate. But, you know, if you could maybe have like a wholesale or not necessarily, but have the option to do like a wholesale change at halftime, yeah. say. And yeah, you'd still maybe only have an, a limited number of windows to make substitutions. But if you could say sub off six people at halftime. Well, you're going to have to expand your rosters a bit, your game day rosters a bit too. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's what's going to have to happen. Uh, MLB was talking about that, expanding their game day rosters and having a taxi squad of 20 more players wow. being available to them to come up and down depending on what they needed. I mean, MLS can't go that route because their rosters are pretty much set. They don't have a minor league and they don't have, you right. know, whatever. Yeah, right. but maybe so that reserve roster. You'll have to get, I think yeah. that reserve roster will be, it will be available on game day if you're going to play, you know, in Orlando as kind of a, you know, preseason type of deal in the heat. Yeah. Um, I still don't know. Do you guys know what their soccer areas look like in Orlando? No, have you guys I've seen never seen, pictures seen of it. it? I haven't yeah. seen pictures. I know MB- yeah, and see the other thing, too, is NBA is doing their thing in Orlando, too, I, at Disney World. I, yeah, it's interesting. I've, I mean, I've spent time in Orlando. Uh, not The most recent was for three or four years ago when I went down to catch the, uh, the Citrus Bowl. But um, and I spent some times around around the complex, around what used to be called Downtown Disney. I think, I'm yeah. not sure what it is now, but you know, and I didn't see, I didn't see, uh, I didn't even know. Like I knew yeah. that they had these complexes where they can do a lot of different things, but I had not seen. But they must have field after field. They in, do. I think they have field after field. But I knew about the NBA because the NBA and ESPN had done some things at Orlando for different events, yeah. not NBA events, but like. Um, celebrity type of stuff and whatever. So I knew the NBA had courts there, or right. they have courts yeah. there. I have not seen and, a soccer thing well, from there. And it's though. interesting. It was just last year, wasn't it? The, ML, the All-Star game was down there. Wasn't it just last year? Or am I mistaken? Yeah, well, it wasn't Orlando. But it wasn't at Disney World. I do Well, not it would have been... It would have been... In that area. In that area, yeah. yeah. But they didn't really show... What I'm, my point is, whether it was last year or the year before, they, they didn't really showcase if they have sp- soccer-specific... You know, an area they didn't really showcase that. You know, it'd be funny if all the soccer fields were like the kids' soccer fields where there's no barriers. Well, oh, and yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> well, it's like Blaine going up to Blaine. Well, it, it, and you know what? In all seriousness, it could be that way because oh, be, you got to stop playing as a ball on the field from another uh, from another uh, field. Sorry, it, it could. It, you know what? It probably is that way. And you're gonna get you're gonna get moms on the sidelines and they're. Right. In their chairs. Well, they already <laughs> said they've already said that there won't be fans well, at these tournament games. What about their moms and dads? Yeah, you can't they turn down the family. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. They will they have, have orange slices at halftime? Will they get right. sh- Will they get Shasta after the game? Pizza will, too. Pizza. Right? Yeah. They will they go out pizza. for a little pizza? Maybe a little yeah. Dairy Queen after the game? Maybe. Yeah. I'm uh, joking. It's not going to happen that way. But it'd be funny if it did. Okay, so I've just read something on Wikipedia here. That has shown a uh, a loose schedule of what the tournament is going to look like. On Wikipedia? Like. On Wikipedia. Hmm. Who the hell posted that? I yeah. have no idea, Uh-oh. but it says coronavirus emergency schedule. Um, the new schedule has been made for the season. June 24th, arrival and testing for all That's, 26 teams in Orlando. That sounds about what I've heard. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. June 25th through 28th. Uh, sorry, June 25th through July 8th. Okay. Um team training period tournament start date not confirmed yet uh though it should start after the training period july 23rd is when the group stage ends okay 10 teams eliminated and 16 remain in orlando uh july 24th through 28th is the round of 16 
July 29th through August 1st is quarterfinals. August 2nd through 5th is the semifinals. And then sometime between August 6th and 9th is the championship, that okay. tournament. So then they would be, I would guess that after the tournament's over, they'd be back up mid-August. They'd be back to their home stadiums and doing I would regular so, right. season. Well, going so right. just, yeah, that goes to show you that, I mean, even if, so if you were one of the 10 teams that was eliminated, yeah, you might be, you might fit in that six-week window away from home. But right. if you yeah. make it to the final, then, well, there you go. Now you're back to that nine, yeah, it'll be ten like a week in your window mm-hmm. back on it. Yep. Mm-hmm. It will I, again. This is going to be something that's never happened before because of uh, coronavirus. Uh, we're in a new world right now, guys. So yeah. it'll be interesting. But at least in July, we'll get to talk about soccer again. Yes, exactly. And it's yeah. a little bit of you kind of got to hold your breath and see how this goes with the yeah. testing and training and coronavirus. Yeah. But I mean, I think at least we can. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know how this is going to shake out. But at least as we <clears> sit here now, I think. We're, we should be allowed to be a little bit optimistic. Yeah, you I know, think, because absolutely. we're trending in the right direction. And I think we'll yeah. have more details on our next podcast. I mean, we'll they should at that point come out with what we're doing for testing, what it's going to be. Hopefully, the pods or the group stages will be will be kind of out there. They'll do a whole, yeah. and I'm sure MLS will do a whole thing on TV about oh, the group stage stuff. Yeah. They'll blow it up. Yeah, you know, because they. I mean, why wouldn't you? I'll be watching. Yeah. Well, yeah, John Champion kind of brought up that point on banter again. I'm the third time I brought it up now, but he really made the case. He, and he was talking about the fact that by the time this tournament starts, obviously you've got the Bundesliga, um, but the you know you know English Premier League is going to be starting up. La Liga, La Liga, Syria. Yep. They're all going to. They're all. They will have all started if everything goes to plan before MLS does. And so, mm-hmm. and he brought up the John Champion brought up the point that like say. Even the English Premier League, which has been, you know, kind of conservative in the past, is going to open up more things for, like, say, you see it in the NFL, interviews by from coaches that as they're walking off the pitch mm-hmm. at halftime. And maybe, you know, this would be substantial, like, locker room access and interviews and stuff like that. So they're really going to put, he called it, bells and whistles yeah. on their broadcast to kind yeah. of uh, make it enhanced. And so he just brought up the point that when this tournament does kick off, ESP, I think it's going to be ESPN, but if yeah. it's not F- FS1, whoever it is, they really need to put their all into it. They need to put some money and some production into well, the tournament. I I don't know how. Regardless, the, even regardless of whether you take it seriously or not, you, they need to put some money into this. There's another yeah. interesting aspect to it is I don't know how the um, regional sports channels how their contracts work out. I know MLB because I've seen a lot of it. Is they have a certain number of dates and and. NBA, too, has a certain number of dates they have to hit in order for their contract to be good. So okay. they're working with NBA especially right now because there's teams that are not playing in this tournament. Timberwolves are one of them uh, in the in the getting into the NBA playoffs or whatever the hell they're doing. Um, so the regional uh, TV stations have to figure out how they're going to work out that contract. MLS, I think, is in the same boat. I mean, the Loons have a contract with Fox Sports North. So... I don't know if how this would work out. If ESPN would then show all the games and then pay some percentage to the regional sports uh, networks, or they would show it on ESPN and the regional sports networks at the same time. Sure. Because those regional sports networks are chomping at the bit to get live things on. They don't want to lose that to... national sports network so we'll see what, how that plays out too yeah that's true and speaking of broadcasts like what did you think i think it was in now here we are was it the third week of bundesliga already but 
Yeah. What did you think of the? And I guess I now I know, but I didn't realize it in the past. But so Bundesliga basically put out this. Um, I guess you'd call it like they, they how they broadcast the games. They put it out to the world. Say we're watching yep. it on FS1 or FS2. Mm-hmm. Um, but they basically put out that broadcast with that simulated yes. crowd noise, which sounds better. It sounds significantly better. Mm-hmm. And like the credit to the people that are in charge of kind of the the balancing levels, you know, the editing yeah. and the nuances mm-hmm. of like when you know it's not perfect, but how they adjust the volumes to the you know when something happens, a shot on goal or a corner kick and. It's just I really was impressed because I'm tell- I think the first week they did not have that yeah. and it was well, eerie and but but going back and the second week and with that simulated crowd noise it sounded significantly better so I it'll be interesting to see how MLS goes with Well that. it's funny you bring that up Dave because I just saw an article on the Ringer about um, NFL coming back in September with probably no fans mm. and how they're talking to the team at Madden the video game team on how to simulate crowd oh, noise. Really? Oh, wow. And I would not at all be surprised if MLS talks to the people who do FIFA, if MLB talks to people who do MLB The Show, how they simulate crowd noise for those occasions. Because I play a lot of sports games on my PS4, and they do a great job of simulating like yeah, a big do. base they hit do. or whatever it is yeah. and hearing the crowd noise, you know? So they're going to the people who know how to do it the best. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised at all. Bundesliga kind of tapped into FIFA and said, "Hey sure. guys, how do we do this?" And like, here's what you do, and here's how we you play it up. You and know, right? taking yeah. it a step further, and I've, I've I think I heard this uh, from MLB, and this is it was pure speculation at the time. But I mean, could you take it a step further? I don't know if you'd consider it, say, augmented reality. But I, I heard things from MLB that would say not only would you have a simulated crowd noise on the broadcast, it wouldn't be in the stadium, but on the broadcast you'd have that simulated crowd noise. Could you have? Now, really, with soccer, uh, you, you you're kind of the shots pre- usually pretty tight on the field and in the players. Yeah. But like, if you went around the stands, if you took yeah. a wide shot, could you have simulated crowds? They are like uh, visually. I, I did hear right. them talking about that, which would yeah. be very, very interesting. Yeah. Um, how would you? The, the, the problem you run into, of course, with that is how would you? If you're going to have live people in simulated worlds, how would you stop people from doing? No, no, shit. no, no, no. I, I, what I, what I would think, it, it would be all computer, computer generated CGI. Okay. Okay. It, it yeah. would be fake okay. people. It wouldn't yeah. be real people. Fake people. But, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, so that's that, guys. I mean, we're, we're yeah. moving ahead here in MLS. Um, of course, Dave mentioned La Liga, uh, Premier League, and Serie A are going to start back up here shortly. Um, we'll be waiting with MLS. Um, is there anything soccer related you guys want to talk about? Anything more? I got some history if you guys want. To, oh, that's right. Connor's uh, got his history. Of course, that's thing. why I'm wearing my Minnesota Strikers. I was going to shout you out on that. It's the it's the year that the, uh, Dave is wearing a Strikers shirt, and it's the year they were in the NASL, um, oh. 1984, um, which is awesome. Um, one of my favorite. Um, Commenta- soccer commentators played for the Strikers. Actually, uh, Ray Hudson. He's oh, okay. One of my fa- he just the words he uses when he's com- uh, he's uh, commenting on La Liga games. Like if you see him during a, if you see him comment during a uh, an El Clasico, man. There's a, I don't know how these words come to his mind, but yeah. it's it just they just flow, flow out, out of them. them. Yeah. yeah. Do we uh, have an intro for Connor yet? 
no. <laughs> okay, David, I'm going to need you to get, get a little step up on that. There. <laughs> and, oh, and here's music. Yeah, I'll, I can do <laughs> Trigger music right now. And now it's time for Connor Ennis and his look back in Minnesota soccer history. Uh, June 1st, 2011, Minnesota Stars draw at the Puerto Rico Islanders, 1-1. Uh, and in 2013, on June 1st, Minnesota United lose at the San Antonio Scorpions, 2-0. Okay, now, let's talk about the Scorpions a bit. That makes sense. It's That's a great That name. makes sense. Yeah. That's one of my, I've said it many times, yeah, one of my favorite sense. things about this segment is the team names. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I do have one new one, I think, in this one that really? nobody, nobody's heard oh. of yet. Um, right. uh, and I'll get to that in a couple days here. Uh, June 2nd, 2000, it was a year ago on June 2nd, uh, Minnesota United lost to the Philadelphia Union. What the? 3-2. That's what the, the, the only that game they lost at Allianz Field last year, by the way, in the regular Rock season. Mm. And that was a pretty cool game. That it was, was a cool game. game. That was a lot of I was there. That yeah. was the one where Minnesota had 29 shots on goal. Yeah. Mm. And I was like, how did we lose? Were we 29 th- shots on goal? Was that... Trying to think if that was a game that David, were you and I up in uh, up in the uh, top of the? Uh, no, the, that was no. That game? We we did not witness a loss. Oh, we didn't. That's uh, right. We didn't. Okay, sorry. In fact, I, in oh, lucky you guys. And I know that. Yeah. June, I, I I didn't get to watch that game. That I was in Australia. In, oh, that's in, right. That's when you were. Australia. Are you sure you were in Australia? Yeah, oh, I might have been with you. Yeah, I just had to double check. But I was working. <laughs> I was working in Australia. It might have been Johnny too. I just uh, tried that. Um, was it that hazy, hazy IPA yeah. in the growler? It's it's good. I like it. Yep. Uh, June third. That's that's our only June second stat. June third, nineteen seventy eight. Uh, the Minnesota Kicks win against the Seattle Sounders three two. It's nice to see the Sounders are still around. Yeah, you know? they. I think they went from NASL to. Maybe they went into the MISL. I do. For a while. I, I will say this yeah. as a like a his, history type of buff guy. Yeah. I love when teams keep their names throughout yeah. their history and don't change it up, you know, as much. Oh yeah, for sure. Like Seattle Sounders, Portland Timbers were around Timbers, back then. Yep. Uh, Whitecaps okay. have been around forever. Thunder. Uh, earthquakes have been around earthquakes. forever. Well, David's going through all of our iterations: <laughs> kicks, strikers. <laughs> Stars, Thunder, Thunder, Thunder. Thunder. United, <laughs> United now. Yeah. yeah. It's been like, hello. Balloons. We should have been the North Stars. Wouldn't, is that a copyright thing? or? No. See, that's, uh, I won't get into the whole NHL thing. I still think it's kind of a shitty thing that when they moved the North Stars down to Dallas, they became the Stars and didn't let us keep the North Stars. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it is interesting. Like, did they do that, like, sport-wide? Because, you know, obviously you see... you. I don't know that you can copyright the North Stars. Well, can you copyright Minnesota North Stars? I or? think you can copyright the team name because I, I believe when the Browns left... Remember the Browns left and became the Ravens? Yes. Right. Yeah. They yeah. left the oh, Browns true. name there. That's yeah. true. And that's true for the uh, the Earthquakes. Yeah. Uh, the first time they were in the the MLS, right. uh, they moved down to Houston and became the Dynamo. And they left and the then they left the earthquakes again. behind, and yeah. now the earthquakes are a team again. Fucking Norm Green, jackass. <laughs> yeah, one of the most hated names in Minnesota Fucking history. Fucking hate that guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 1979, June 3rd, uh, Minnesota kicks win against the Tulsa Roughnecks, three two. Formerly Team Hawaii. 
Dave, right. yes, that? yeah, we brought Dave, that up. Yep. We were only like a month and a half from being born at that yes, point. Yes, yes, we were. <laughs> yeah, just a month later. Uh, June third, nineteen eighty-one. Minnesota kicks lose at the Portland Timbers. One no. Uh, then we move on to nineteen eighty-four. The Strikers lose at the Toronto Blizzard. Toronto. That's that. By the way, is my only Strikers stat uh, this week because every other year the Strikers were here. They were in the indoor soccer league, oh, which yeah. happened from fall to spring. No, That's right. no indoor soccer in the summer. That's right. hmm. uh, then we fast forward to June third, two thousand twelve, where the Minnesota Stars draw at the San Antonio Scorpions, nil nil. Uh, then we move to MLS era. Minnesota United lose at Sporting Kansas City, three nil. Hmm. And then exactly a year later, Minnesota United lose at Sporting Kansas City 4-1. Oh. Nice. Yeah, they, they had their early yeah. days. Yeah. Kansas City had not treated them well. Yeah. Yeah. Even the early days of this podcast, and they were terrible. Yeah. yeah. And, Although I do remember that the, that's the we we lost that game, but the one goal we scored was Tyrone Mears uh, oh. Belcher from like twenty five sure. yards out. That was Mears. amazing. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Some of those players yeah. on those old teams. It's like, oh god, <laughs> why, why? Moving on to June fourth, nineteen seventy seven, Minnesota kicks win against the San Jose Earthquakes one yeah. nil. Oh, and here comes the new one. June 4th, 1980. The Kicks lose at the California Surf 1-0. See, at least it works. Well, Uh, it makes sense, but you still tried. Steady different names. You still kind of say. They tried. They tried. California, I don't know where they were from. Uh, It's better than the California Jaguars. That's that's what I know. If they played in Sacramento and they call themselves a surf, I'm going to be pissed off. There is no surf in Sacramento. Uh, <laughs> Fuckers. Oh, this is a much better, actually. Where they play? Anaheim. Oh, there's no oh. surf in Anaheim. Oh. Well, you're a half hour from the doesn't beach. Doesn't matter. There's no <laughs> beach in Anaheim. It well, doesn't matter. Short drive. They have like Down a pond. Wait, 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 wait. Just a second. Sorry. Let me retract that. They played at Anaheim and Long Beach. Arena. Okay. Oh, all right. Okay. All right. All right. So okay. okay. Fine. I retract my statement. Jeez. Well... Wait, what year was that? Uh, 1980. Okay, so they would have been at Long Beach that year. Okay, okay. all right. So all that right, makes sense. All right, all right, all right, all right. Moving forward to, th- we're moving forward 30 years here. June 4th, 2010. Minnesota Stars dropped the Rochester Rhinos. Ooh, the Rhinos. No, no. Again, Rochester. Do we have Rhinos in Rochester? There are no, no Rhinos in no. Rochester. Maybe they have a zoo. Okay, they have a zoo. (laughs) Come on, man. Come on. A year later, Minnesota Stars win at the Atlanta Silverbacks, which, by the way, I love saying we beat the Atlanta Silverbacks so much because it makes me think Atlanta United. We have beat some Atlanta team sometime. Yeah. Well, Well, we have beat Atlanta. We We did beat Atlanta in our first season. Yeah, we did. We beat them in Atlanta. That was a hard loss for them, actually. That was their first loss, I thought. At the home state, yeah. At uh, was it? Did they, were they playing at Mercedes Benz at, at the Mercedes, time? Yeah. Uh, 2016. Uh, oh, here's a new, another new one. I don't think I've done yet. Um, Minnesota United lose at Rayo OKC. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. One, yeah. No. that's right, Rayo. Yeah. Didn't they, were, they have? They were owned they have, by a Spanish team. Didn't they have issues though? Like yeah, they. <laughs> so the the team in Spain, I think, ended yeah. up uh, dissolving. 
Yep. And they actually tried to take the pitch. That's right, yeah. Like, they tore up the pitch. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because of the debt, I think? I think so. I don't, I, something like that. It was, it was, some, really it was weird. a weird situation yeah. with huh. that. Yeah. That was a rough... If they yeah. were like, uh... It would have been La Liga 2, I think. I, was gonna, I know there was a Rayo team over there. I don't remember who it was, but it was Rayo's... Rayo something. I don't, I don't know what it was. I think it's the same team. OKC? It yes. can, can be OKC. There was, I know there was a team that began with Rayo over there. I don't know if it was. I don't know what the actual name. I faintly remember there was problems with their stadium too. It was a shitty stadium to begin with, and they had some major issues. It was just a bad situation there. Literally, the third Google search is Rayo OKC turf. Moving on to June fifth, nineteen seventy-six, the Kicks inaugural season, and the Kicks win against the Chicago Sting 4-2 I love it when we beat Chicago teams yeah there you go now we can beat them at Soldier Field yep if we play them so well. Rayo OKC was owned by Rayo Viacano Viacano that's the, the one in the division yeah yeah there you go sorry, sorry. Uh, June 6th which is today 1979 Minnesota Kicks win against the San Jose Earthquakes 4-1 um, 1981, Minnesota kicks win against the Washington Diplomats, 4-3. Hey, now that makes sense. That does mm-hmm. make sense. Yeah. But it's no more cliche than, or it's no less cliche than California surf. True. You're right, but it makes sense. Didn't Washington have a, was it a baseball team called the Washington Senators? They yep. did, and they became the Minnesota they, Twins. They, yes. They and did. That's right. that's right. I would like to point out that there's no one in Washington that's a well, at They're that all time they were. Maybe well, it could be yeah. That might be a better word. <laughs> well, now they're the Nationals. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, and it goes back to even the NBA. Remember the NBA before the Wizards? It was the Bullets. Mm. That's right. And then they said, uh, yeah, we need to um, not be the Bullets anymore because of all the uh, uh, armed shit going on. Well, I mean, is that the, why they changed Oh, yeah. Yes. So DC oh, really? during that time and maybe still do that. I mean, they yeah. had a horrific problem with yeah. crime back crime, then. Yeah. I don't know if they They've slowly, always been one of the worst. Yeah. 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 Huh. That's why they changed their name. And the last stat of the day, uh, June 6, 2015, Minnesota United drew at the Carolina Railhawks 1-1. Did we figure out what a Railhawk is? I think hawk. Dave I think tried did. searching it. Yes, yes I did. It's, it's, a, it, it, it's it was, a hawk that's just it, on a rail. Okay. It was a, it <laughs> was, it was, it was a skateboarding <laughs> hawk. I have no idea. <laughs> it was a bird. Tony Hawk. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Tony Hawk. <laughs> we'll, we'll save the Here listeners the details. It was a bird. Let's just, it was, we a, can, it was we a bird. Can, yeah, I, we should probably apologize, apologize a little bit. It's so quiet right now. It uh, is quiet. It, it is quiet, yeah. Because there have been, I don't know if all the listeners have heard, but there have been lawnmowers and dump trucks. Kids. Cement mixers. That's a good point. It's now all of a sudden very, very quiet. Yeah. Like, too quiet. Uh-oh. And if you're listening to this as you fall asleep, the kind of the lawnmower kind of helps that drone and helps the white noise. The white noise, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and there's your Minnesota history for the day, oh, good. guys. All right, I, and I I apologize. I have to. I have free time that I should be using to instead of playing with my kids to uh, <laughs> find an intro for you. Instead of playing with your kids, <laughs> wow. Whoa. Yeah, Just my intro is more important there. than your kids, Dave. Yeah, don't say things <laughs> like that. I'll give it a taste. There you go. All right, boys. Uh, now after that, the history lesson, do you guys want to get into some funny stuff? Let's do it. Might as well, right? I yeah. mean, I've got two stories today. Both are uh, 
Both are really good, actually. Do we want to talk about uh, England during the coronavirus lockdown, their new uh, rules? Let's go with Spain. Or do yeah. we, talk, we want to talk about the Spanish let's porn star? Spain first. Let's do the Spanish porn star. Okay, Spanish porn star first. Okay, let's see here. Let's oh, see, was she the is... one that was walking behind the camera? Of the no, 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 this is a guy. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay, this is a dude. Uh, we have Spanish porn star, 46, is investigated for manslaughter after fashion photographer died at his home from inhaling psychedelic toad vapor. Psychedelic toad what? vapor? Wow. Toad vapor. Yeah. Toad, toad vapor? Toad vapor, yes. Wow. Uh, this guy's name is Nacho Vidal. That's his name. <laughs> that's the best part that's, of the story right that's there. That's a porn star. Nacho Vidal. Hey, it's me, Nacho. Hey. It's, he's got to have a muscle. I'm still, I'm still <laughs> thinking about the toad vapor. but We'll get yeah, into that. Yeah. A Spanish porn star is being investigated for manslaughter after a man died from inhaling toad venom vapor in his house. Nacho Vidal, 46, was named as a suspect after fashion photographer Jose Luis Abad died from inhaling fumes from a Colorado River toad near Valencia in July of 2019. Now, he's just been arrested now, but this happened back in July of last year. Mm. Vidal, who has starred in more than 600 adult films, was arrested on Thursday after Mr. Abad died at his home in the Valencian town of Ingura. Mr. Abad is believed to have been engaging in a mystic ritual when he inhaled vapor from the psychedelic toad. Um, and it goes on to say, at the conclusion of an 18-month investigation, we have been able to establish that the offense of involuntary manslaughter and public health offense had occurred allegedly committed by those who organized and presided over the ritual. The toad, a rare species native to the Sonoran Desert from northern Mexico to California and Arizona secretes venom containing a very powerful natural psychedelic substance known as 5-MeO-DMT. Vidal's lawyer denied the porn star had acted as a shaman in the ritual. Nacho was very upset by the death of this person, but he considers himself to be innocent. With all due respect to the dead man and his family, Nacho maintains that the consumption of the venom was completely voluntary. Nacho Vidal, whose real name is Ignacio Jorda Gonzalez posted a YouTube vid in 2016 describing the healing effects of using the toad's venom. So, this guy, who is a Spanish porn star, pretty much has a little ritual thing going on with the healing effects of this toad, and some guy died from it. Huh. Uh, it's kind of one of those South one of those... Park episode where Kenny starts uh, inhaling the cat, butt. cat, cat urine, the cat urine, yeah, yeah, the cat urine stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's one of those stories that you know some of the stuff that we talked about here at the end of our podcast kind of sounds like you made it up, Tony. But mm-hmm. this one is one of those where you can't make that up. Like, no, who thinks of toad vapor? He's married with kids. Who the Vidal guy? Yeah, Nacho. Yeah. How does a how does an, a child, and I mean, and they're older. Yeah, I mean, well, he's forty six, so they're they're like teens. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, huh. How how do you how do you uh, process that? Well, my f- father is or was. I think he still kind of is. I uh, mean, the is the is would be insanely difficult. Is yeah. a porn star. My father is a porn star, but the was would probably be a little bit easier. But maybe he was, and then, of course, he got older, and he decided, well, I'm going to get decided out of it. Decided to be a shaman. And he's going to be a shaman and have this toad venom and give it to people for uh, medicinal purposes. Yeah. And and so when they say Colorado River, does that mean, like, there's a river in Spain with that name? Or is there... Well, I think that... Does the Colorado River go down... 
comes into Arizona. I don't know, Dave. You've been out there numerous times. I, the I, Colorado lived, River. I lived miles from. Colorado. And you, yeah, yeah, of course you did. Yeah, because Col- it go down into Mexico then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have not been down there, but basically, you know, it starts up. You know, you're talking uh, starts up in the, the Rockies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Rockies. Yeah. You know, comes down. Basically hits, you know, Grand Canyon, comes down mm-hmm. Nevada, basically Arizona. Yeah. And that's as far as I've been on it. But, yes, I would assume it. It goes into Mexico. Eventually into the, I'm assuming, the Baja. So there are medicinal, well, psychedelic toads in the United States. It's funny. you If you Google Colorado River, mm-hmm. the very first news story is this. Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, huh. I, I should say I've been tubing on the Colorado River before. Did you, did yes. you lick a toad? I did not lick a toad. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, no. I, I have it's to say, a river. There's no uh, toad vapor on the river. <laughs> I, I lived in Colorado for three years. I never knew there was a uh, toad that had venom that was apparently used as... Did you Did you have a Spanish porn star come to your house and say, hey, can I get toads no, out of your yard? I, I did not. <laughs> My name is Nacho. Yeah, that, actually, yeah, that's funny. I, I've, I've, Colorado River, just like I have to shout out Colorado River. Great. I mean, I, I've yeah. done some wonderful tubing in Laughlin, Nevada on the Colorado River, and I've also spent a 4th of July camping in Lake Havasu City, Arizona, oh, when the, the overnight temperature, Ooh. the overnight temperature did not drop below 100. Oh, my so, man. Havasu. Really? Even in Arizona? It did um, not. It was, I mean, the daytime high, it was, I don't know if they set records that particular day, but the daytime highs were pushing 120. You want to talk really? about, you yeah. want to talk about one of, the, one of the most debauched lakes in the United States, Lake Havasu has got to be one of those most debauched lakes. Uh, are you talking debauchery? Because there's oh, yeah. plenty of that. Oh, yeah. The fourth, <laughs> I mean, the fourth of July. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> really? I've seen some videos from Lake Havasu, and they Damn. are. Yeah. Well, it was, uh, you know, you know who I'm talking about. I was out there. We were just, yeah, we wanted, I know we wanted to I check out the I know fourth of July scene. Yeah, it was, it yeah, was yeah. interesting. but uh, That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I remember I went to the Grand Canyon when I was 18, and it was like, 110 during the day, but that night it got down to like 40. Yeah, the it, desert's crazy. Yeah. But uh, so uh, Nacho is going to jail for his manslaughter charges for the toad thing. I mean, I'm guessing, you know what? My, my thing is, if you're a shaman and it's a, a, a thing and, and the guy probably knows the risks, how could he be charged with? Well, I, I guess it goes back to what we talk about with opioids and around here. You can be charged if you give an opioid to a person and they take yeah, it true. and die. You can be charged with manslaughter here. So, I mean, according to Wikipedia, take that for what it's worth, uh, the, the Colorado River toad is known as the Sonoran Desert Toad. Yeah. And it contains 5-M-E-O-D-M-T. Yep, that was in the story. Uh, which is the psychedelic tryptamine. Oh. Um, it's actually used as... Ethiogenic? Ethiogen? Ethiogen? I don't know what this is. Oh! It's a religious drug. There you go! Oh, see? Uh, In South America. Oh, well. So uh, he must have decided to transfer that over to Spain. Not in Spain, though. And and it's interesting, like the the Colorado River, it almost looks like, and because I, again, I have not been the further south points of that river, but it does not quite make it. It looks like. To uh, the Gulf of California and Baja, and, and Sonora would be just just east of there, uh, yeah, yeah, on the yeah. mainland part of Mexico. But it is a Schedule One in the United States. Whoops! There you go. Huh. 
So it's not a uh, not something you should be doing. So, but this guy, of course, he was trying to make I mean, Nacho. I'm sure his uh, porn star status, being 46, has gone down. So he's trying to make money. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story also did say that he sells a lot of um, uh, toys on a website. He's a toys. Yeah, he's a uh, what kind of toys? Like trucks and no, trains? like sex toys. Oh, like okay. like uh, pretty much uh, his, you know. His unit, and then so type of deals, and then so if you're if you if you want if you're interested in psychedelics, you're basically saying stick yeah. to truffles and mushrooms, yeah, and, and stuff yeah. like that, maybe even acid. I mean, obviously the guy is. Uh, who knows if he's actually a shaman? Who knows if he believes in this stuff or he was doing it for cash? But huh. he is now going to go to jail. Well, what's this other story you got with the the British? Oh, the uh, British thing. Yes. Yeah. Well, of course. So. Uh, as you know, there have been numerous lockdowns around the globe for coronavirus. And England had one that was saying, you know, they they opened it back up and said, well, you can have people in your house. You know, you right. could do the thing. But now they're saying, whoa, hold on there. we gotta, we got to justify what we meant by that. It's now saying uh, having sex in your own home with someone from a different household is illegal. Like that's an actual law now? Yeah, it is. After the government altered its coronavirus legislation. At 11.30 a.m. on Monday, this Monday, a change to the law was introduced that bans two people from different households in England gathering in an indoor private place during the coronavirus lockdown. So does that mean they have to do it publicly? I, I'm going to get to that. <laughs> You're j- jumping the gun a little yeah, bit. Sorry. Sorry. Don't beat him to the funny part here. No, participate may, uh, may par- no person may participate in a gathering which takes place in a public or private place indoors and consists of two or more persons. The amendment bill reads, uh, this differs from the previous legislation which prohibited people from leaving their home at all without a reasonable excuse. Anyone breaking the law can be fined 100 uh, pounds, half to 50 pounds, if paid within 14 days. Oh, Okay. That's uh, a hefty well, However, yeah. one lawyer pointed out a potential loophole in the legislation. George Pertez, QC, tweeted that, that his reading of the law indicated that someone could potentially have sex with an escort in their home as it might be deemed legal for work work purposes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And this is what he said. As I read this, unless you live together, it is now unlawful to have sex with your lover indoors. But fine outdoors, sub- subject to public decency offenses, well, you can have sex with an escort indoors, as that is reasonably necessary for their work purposes. Loopholes, people. Mm-hmm. So, and other essential we services. We should pause yeah. and allow Dave to comment on this. <laughs> <laughs> he always has an opinion about something like this. <laughs> No, well, I, I will say I'm. I think in so as it pertains to us here in the United States, I think fortunately we can partake in those acts, and I think yeah, we, as of today we're limited to ten people. You can yeah. only in you can have an orgy. Yes, but yeah, you're limited street. to ten people. I think yeah. as of Wednesday it's going to be twenty people. Twenty people. Right. 20, 20 Things people. can start yeah, getting. Get and that's a party. Right? That's, yeah. that's a bit of a party. <laughs> that's uh, here for the gangbang. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so. Huh. Again, I mean, I have my opinion. It's on just this, weird but. that so England had had a, a thing on the book saying you could not leave your house and go to somebody else's house for it's whatever. It's but then one, they were saying now they're saying well you, you you really now you can but then 
then he but, did it again. But so the escort has to leave their so house. So Doctor Fauci yeah. would disagree with. Yes, he well, would. Fauci he would. would. Yes, he would. Because he, he explicitly said, "Don't do that." Just that you can go and meet someone on Tinder. Yes. or yes. Grinder. Yes. Yeah, and, he did and, say and, that. Didn't yeah, he? that's what he said. Yeah, if you're being careful. Yes. You know, and you you see too much of this. It's like people are just writing, create creating these rules and laws like just off the cuff. They're you know off the cuff. Like they're not thinking about things like where you can you can go into here. You can do this. You can do that. But you can't. If you're two single people living in isolated households, you can't yeah. do that. Like it's do just, you, it doesn't make any sense. You can go to the uh, store and touch this and touch that and do this. And if you're talking about how the virus spreads, like mm-hmm. you got to look at more of a general kind of, you know, you want to limit the number of people. Yeah. So you're talking right. about a one-on-one experience. I don't care what you're doing. You're talking about one person and another person, two people. Like it's yeah. what what they want to do with social distancing. But I think limit they done. the numbers. Was said if you want to have sex with someone, yes, you need to go through these procedures. That's right. right. Take their right. temperature, wear a mask, wear a mask. Yeah, yeah. because technically an escort no could be a super spreader. Yes, right. No kissing, right? Yeah, no kissing. Mm-hmm. Most escorts, I think, are probably not kissing I, yeah, people. Not not any, so the mask thing is probably a you. You well, need you know you need you need. Like all in any, whether you're talking about pandemic or not, you need protection. Protection, like yeah. you know, you just now you need full body protection, face well, masks, and we're talking about like, are we sure, talking about like sure. hazmat suits? Yeah. I mean, we could do hazmat suits. We could, you know, we could do that. That would make things difficult. A hazmat could. sex suit. We could. If somebody hasn't come up with that yet. With a built-in condom. I feel like there's <laughs> something. <laughs> there's somebody ready to patent that. There's got to be. Well, that, I told you guys. Did I tell you guys about this the other day? Was there's a company that has now patented a coronavirus uh, bar, uh, going out to the bars type of uh, protection. So it is like a, a helmet and a whole like t- upper body thing with an air thing in the back, and then it's also got two slots. One slot for drinking, so you put your beer into the drinking thing, and then it, there's a straw that comes out, and then it, you know you sip it, and there's another spot for vaping. Oh, so God, you put I've your vaping, vaping so thing in there. It, yeah. It's like a, it's like a mobile. Uh, what, what was? Wow, my age is hitting me. Yeah. Uh, you know, you you you're down on the ground floor, and they pour the beer in the funnel. Yeah, it's like down. a mobile. Yeah, exactly uh, right. What's that called? A bong. A beer, beer bong. bong. There we yeah. go. Yeah. So it's like a mobile beer bong. But it. But I hadn't it's, thought but about it's that also, in twenty years. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, also, oh shit, I don't I'm do that Too old. But it's also like it's it covers you, so you can't get it. Yeah. And it would remind me of if you guys have seen the movie Contagion. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So when uh, what's his name's character is putting the flyers on the cars, he's wearing something like a. Yeah. Kind of a makeup one where he's got the bubble on his head and it's kind of just on his upper body. Yeah, and that's right. what it looks like. But it's got two things for one for beer and one for vaping. Interesting. So you know, if you want to vape during the coronavirus, and you want to be at a bar, you can do that. You know, huh? They must personalize those suits for vaping or for eating or for drinking or. I don't know how you eat yeah. in there though, yeah. because you'd have to almost have like a blender unit if you're going to eat. Maybe blend it in there. And then it's well, you, you could have like a. A staging area, so you have a, a door that they can fit mm-hmm. the burger in, mm-hmm. and then they close the they close the flap, and then you open the next flap, and then you can eat it. See, I have I have seen uh, people come out with the um, the coronavirus mask, and they've got a little little patch right here that's got a little like, probably like Velcro or whatever, 
and you can open it up and then sip out of something. And then I've close seen it back that. Up. Yeah, it's like yeah. a little window where you could yeah. put some beer into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just yeah. start <laughs> oh. start drinking out of it. Yeah. <laughs> or getting crazy with all the coronavirus <laughs> shit. <laughs> I guess whatever you got to do, right? Well, yeah. Exactly DM us. Right. DM us with your uh, with. All listeners, DM us with your kind of cool coronavirus drinking ideas. Yeah. So now on now on Tinder, we're not gonna when you swipe right. Is it swipe right, Dave? I don't know. I it don't is, know yeah. That's swipe. So you swipe right to a girl. Are you gonna say, send me a pic of your mask? <laughs> I mean, it's no more. Than, send me a pic of your boobs. Send me a pic of your mask, please. I want to yeah, see your mask. I want to make sure you're. I want to make sure you're safe. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want to. Let's not get specific here, but I think it's very simple. If, if as it relates to the I mean, story, I think clearly they, England is going way too far with that kind of law. You know how I feel. I, I, I know, a lot of us you, feel I, the know, same way about yeah. you know authority and everything else, but. Uh, Clearly, you shouldn't outlaw that kind of encounter. Well, you no. just need to outlaw certain positions. Well, what? And some <laughs> Whoa, okay. I said but I wasn't going to get into details. <laughs> I'm not. But I mean, just use I mean, at this your point, you're, you're pretty much as specific as you can get. You pretty know. much, yeah. Oh, the next step up is I won't, uh, go, I won't go to the I, next I, step. I, I get what you're saying. There, yeah, there are some big, positions yeah. that are more risky than others. Of course there are. Not only for coronavirus, but other things. There's some too, positions right? that are more risque than others as yeah, well. Yeah, risque, yeah. risque, yeah. Jesus. No. So, guys, I found something kind of interesting. Um, so, I found a complete historical team list from when the Thunder were a team uh, of all the teams they've played in the league. What? Uh, like it's of all of them. All oh. of them, and th- uh, there's a uh, there's two different lists. There's one from indoor. And one from outdoor. It looks like. Wait, Thunder was indoor. That was a good uh, transition. Well, there by was the a. Way. <laughs> and I'm sure, because I'm sure you're going to edit that last part out. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't edit. <laughs> Hashtag Dave talks about positions. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, that's all the title's going to be. Dave talks about sex positions that Dave's are riskiest for COVID. Dave's a new coronavirus sex expert. That's what he is. Right. <laughs> he can make some money on that. Or no, actually, there's looks like there's one from SISL and one from USISL. Yes, back to the list, yeah. yeah. <laughs> huh, that's kind of cool. So Where's there are two parts. Uh, it's on Wikipedia. Um, there's two parts. One's a lot shorter than the other, so I'll do the shorter one this time. Yeah. Um, uh, so we will start. They go in alphabetical order. First one is the Amarillo Challengers. Um, that one's kind of cool. It's wasted. They were, yeah. Wasted. yeah. They were only from... They were only from uh, 1986 to 1990. Armadillos, come on. Armadillos. Armadillos. Let's do it. The Arkansas Diamonds are another one. They have diamonds in Arkansas? Interesting. Maybe they mine diamonds in some... I don't know. In the Little Rocks they have down there. The Little (laughs) little Rocks. Way to go, Connor. (laughs) Dad joke. That was a dad joke. (laughs) That was a major dad joke. And you're not even a dad, are you? You're you're ready. You're ready ready to have a kid now. I've been making dad jokes since I was like 10. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We got the Atlanta Express. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell is... What the hell is this? The Austin (laughs) Sacadillos. Sacadillos? So S O C K A D I L L O S. Yeah, is that's that, what I would say. Sacadillos. The Sacadillos. Well, is that like we're trying to get the Mexican people to like our stuff? Right. It but sounds they're a down little, in Austin. But it sounds a little racist. Yeah, it yeah. does a little bit. 
What year was? I mean, do we know what year that was? Yeah, formed? so it was like uh, 1987 to 1991. It looks. Oh, like. look at that! See, 87. Yeah, yeah we're still kind of you know we're not Texas quite there yet. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. as far as I can tell, that's a made-up word. So yeah, yeah. Mm. the Colorado Comets are another one. Um, the El Paso Patriots. I think I've done that one a couple times. Yeah. On, okay, El Paso yeah. Patriots. Yeah. That makes no sense. That makes no sense at all. Uh, who were formerly known as the El Paso Six Shooters. Okay, and, that makes sense. That makes, that sense. makes sense. Yeah. And the El Paso Spurs. Again, okay, makes sense. Makes sense. Or the El Paso yeah. Revolvers. Right. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Fort Worth Kickers were down there. Ah, jeez. Jeez. And then they had a couple other names, too. The Garland Genesis. Oh, I- Garland, like Garland. Texas? yeah. Did the owner like love Phil Collins or what? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he must have been a big fan of comics too, because they were also known as the Addison Arrows. What? Maybe they, maybe they liked alliteration with these. Uh, I uh, guess yeah. With these names. Yeah. And then they merged with the Waco Kickers. Waco, 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 Waco had a team. Waco had a was team. Was that pre or yeah. post David Koresh? It yeah. was pre. Um, Thank God. Because this was 1990, it looks mm. like. And I yeah, think Waco it's... happened in 93. Yeah, 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 yeah. it was 93, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you'll like this one, Tony. The Georgia Steamers. Oh, see now. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, boy. Unless your team is in Cleveland, you cannot be called, any, you cannot be called the Steamers. <laughs> I mean, can you really like trains that much to... I mean, I assume they're talking about like it. Yeah, it's got to be trains. Yeah. It's got to be trains, but I'm telling you, it's got to yeah. be Cleveland. They they, they, they've got else. a disturbing fascination with trains. I don't care what their history is. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's weird. The Houston Express. Um, that's which uh, That's the Atlanta Express. I don't know. Uh, the Lubbock Lasers. Lubbock, Texas Lubbock, had a team? Texas that is bizarre. And they're the Lasers? Texas they had like a lasers. dozen teams. Maybe they turned too. from the L.A. Lasers into the Lubbock Lasers. Uh, hmm. I don't know. Uh, the Memphis Rogues. I think I've done that one a couple yeah. times. Before. Rogues, yeah. yeah. The Nashville Metros. I mean, there's so many things you could double with Nashville. I know. Yeah. I mean, musician, Musicians. something music related. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the New Mexico Chiles. Oh, oh. that's just bad. Hey now, yeah. hey. that's just bad. Which, Boys. by the way, they were at first the Albuquerque Outlaws. That's okay. The, the Albuquerque Gunners. That's okay. And the New Mexico Roadrunners. Again, mm-hmm. again, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chili's? The chilies want you to call them the burritos. I mean, right. come on, guys. I mean, jeez, that's like the California surf. Yeah, it's just yeah. that. Uh. The Oklahoma City Warriors. That's 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 pretty generic, I think. Yeah. Okay, see, I mean, Warriors, it, it yeah. makes sense because you know their their license plate. They have the one license plate that's a Native American, like a yeah, shooting a bow or something. Yeah, like that. that yeah. makes sense. This one was weird. This one. Permian Basin Shooting Stars. No kidding. From o- from Odessa, Texas. Odessa. What? Odessa's known for football, like yeah, American is, football. That yeah. is the heart that's of high That's where school uh, football. Friday Night Lights. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. We, so we have Odessa. We have Garland. We have Fort Worth. We yep. have Lubbock. 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 Yep. Amarillo. Amarillo. Austin. El Paso. Mm. Uh, Addison. You'd almost Waco. think that Texas actually likes soccer. They don't. Yeah. And you I mean, see how you see how filled up that Houston Dynamo Stadium is. Well, here's yeah, here. okay. Here's yeah. the and here's the problem with te- we talked about Texas with soccer before. They can't fill up their damn stadiums. No. They don't no. like soccer. There. No, I mean they they're, just they're, don't. They're a Friday Night Lights. They're fri- they are Friday Night Lights, and they're mm-hmm. also baseball. They're baseball and football. That is their mm-hmm. deal. Yeah. 
Oh god, there's another. Oh, okay, so here's the Phoenix Hearts. Huh? That one's alright. Okay, it's not bad. But here's another Texas team, uh, the Richardson Rockets. Richardson, Texas? Yeah. I don't even know what Richardson is. Is that like a county or is that a town? It's gotta be a county. No, it's a it's a city. What? It's a it's a a suburb of Dallas. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. So Uh, like Frisco FC Dallas. Yeah. They turned into the Dallas Rockets. By the way, uh, that'd be like the twins call themselves the Bloomington like the Twins, right? Well, yeah, I mean, it, it won't be long, and da- or Texas is going to have three MLS franchises, right? I mean, yeah. with Austin, yeah, Austin coming in, I'm so. so excited for when Austin joins. I think that'll be so. Ex- but do you think great. people are actually going to go? That's my thing. Austin, Texas. The Austin FC actually had thirty thousand deposits. They're, the, they're an interesting uh, season, and doesn't yeah, it's almost like season. Austin is? I'm not. I don't. I'm not going to call it. It's almost like a bubble in Texas. Isn't it? I've per- never been to Austin. I've been I think all, I've been cool all over Texas. I've been to Dallas, Houston, uh, Corpus Christi, mm-hmm. even further south. All, I've driven through, but I've never been to Austin. I've I mean, only heard good things. The, the reality is if our away game to Austin doesn't line up with South by Southwest, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because yeah. Be good. it's a cool town. It's a really I cool town. I think Austin is more progressive yeah. than oh, yeah, most yeah. of they're, Texas. They're nothing like Texas. Dallas yeah. or Houston, yeah. Yeah, like they formed a little bubble. Like you're saying, they formed a little bubble around Austin. Yeah. Say, hey, this is what we're at. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, San Antonio Generals, who also formed sense, the yeah. San Antonio Heat. Oh, the Heat. The Tucson Amigos... <laughs> Here, Jesus. come on, guys. Come uh, the Tulsa better. Renegades, and the last one, the Wichita Tornado. Oh, that makes sense. That makes Wichita, sense. That makes yeah, makes sense. I like it actually. Yeah, it makes that sense. pretty good. Makes sense. Amigos, really. the Amigos. That's that's. I mean, oh. obviously, these teams were created back in the '80s when we didn't have issues with, uh, you know. I mean, come on, look at some of the commercials from the '80s. Right, there were some really bad commercials in the. 80s. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. That's true. Terrible commercials. Then I there's mean, the other list, which I'll save for another time. Yeah, yeah. there you go. So I was going to say this one. This episode has got kind of long, but you yeah. can't blame yeah, us. We, it's we, just, yeah, we're bad together. You, Come on. Yeah, it's been so long I mean, since yeah. we've done this as a group. Anybody that, that's pissed at this is just piss off. Yeah, right? listen to it. <laughs> it's listen so to long us. that I forgot. Or at least to... download us and don't listen to us. Yeah, that's it. That's what I tell. Things. That's what I tell my family that's not interested in soccer. I say you don't have to listen. Just download. <laughs> right. <laughs> I totally forgot to do our little things. Oh, that we need to and do. oh yeah. yeah, there is one you don't have to do anymore. What's that? Uh, the I don't remember which one. The uh, Icarus. Yes. Is it okay. Icarus FC? Yeah. Okay. So I we could have were, told you like half a dozen times. So but. before we get out of here, guys, I do want to bring it down just a little bit and say uh, that the coronavirus hits everybody differently. Um, I knew it would hit me at some point because my grandparents lived in a long-term healthcare facility. Um, both my grandparents passed away uh, within days of each other in the last week. Um, I'd like to say that uh, I'll miss you, uh, John and Nancy Terrio. And uh, this pandemic is a bitch. Um, but, again, we're all dealing with it in some way. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get through it. But uh, I want to say that uh, they will be missed. And uh, it's been a really rough time for my mom's side of the family in the last week. So, um, love you guys. And uh, we'll see you again someday. Yep. Um. I do want to say uh, we were sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I forgot to say at the beginning. Yep. Um, 
And I just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. You can find us on, let's see, bgn.fm. You can find us on Spotify. Minnesota Podcast Network. Minnesota Podcast. iTunes. Anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find us. We are still talking about doing this podcast every week. But yes. every other week at a brewery, but every uh, the other weeks doing it via Zoom, so and, you guys can come in and chime in, and maybe right. like a shortened format, like on our off mm-hmm. brewery weeks, maybe we do a half hour, forty five minutes, yeah, uh, yeah. Just depending maybe on the games, the games. and I think yep. that's going. I'm excited about that because yeah. it's gonna yeah. it's gonna expedite some of our you know brewery podcasts where we don't have you know I know we like talking about the games, but oftentimes when we do it every two weeks at mm-hmm. a live brewery. You know, we can. We don't want to have to spend, yeah. you know, an hour talking about games that happened two weeks ago. Right. So exactly. I, right. I, most people yeah. are probably like, we don't care. Yeah. 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 And I can't blame them for that. Yeah. So, yeah. so I'm really excited. So me too. A good thing has come out of this pandemic is that we've figured out how to do a Zoom podcast, yeah. and we have actually got people on it. And it's been actually, it was, it's great. I mean, yeah. doing it the way we did it, I loved it. Yeah, that was fun. Doing yeah. it, uh, then doing a podcast every week, it makes it easier for us, especially for myself and David, because we have families. Well, we can't always get out of the house. Right, yeah. And you me, know. I might be able to to participate in our podcast even if I'm traveling no, for you work. Can. No, yeah. no, you know? no. If you're on vacation, you're done. No, yeah. You're on vacation. You're, oh, you're done. Yeah. Next time you're Never in Australia, mind. just no. yeah. Literally, I could yeah. join no. you from yeah. Australia. No, if you can't. I had to, so. <laughs> We could have done, you know, we could have done it when I was in Wisconsin Dells two years ago. Could have yeah. done it on the damn thing instead of having Johnny do the intro, which was That's true. Oh, which, there's the first oh, there's Johnny the jo- reference. Man, it took two Johnny hours. At but the last part of the at podcast, one fifty-five. Johnny, he's in Duluth today, by yeah. the way. Um, so, for myself, Tony, for David, Dave, and Connor, we'll talk to you guys in a couple weeks. All right, see, see you guys. Celebrate the 4th of July from the comfort of home and save on must-haves during Kohl's Friends and Family Sale. 
This Thursday through Sunday, take an extra 20% off festive tops for the family, patio furniture, and get 10% off outdoor toys. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, limited contact store drive-up. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Offers valid June 25th through 28th. 20% off with promo code FAMILYSHOP. 10% off toys, offers, and coupons do not apply. Select styles. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details.